0: And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not gonna get that man today. No, because I'm gonna get him
1: Well, thank everyone for joining us. Thank you so much for your belief and trusting us. Good to be back in the chair. That's right. Um, thanks, Joe, for covering last. Couple of days last week. It was good. To, good that you did that. It's all right. You got to, to cover for me
2: tonight, as I'm going to our airport. Yeah, uh, with my sign that I'm going to make. Yeah, and we're
1: going to protest. Well, that's good. Yeah, 325,000 travelers. Yeah, that's right, 325,000 travelers. 109 actually inconvenienced by uh, a safety measure. Now, you know, uh, we've got a lot to say on this first hour tonight. is going to be uh, breaking down some things that are that are breaking out. Tomorrow night, of course, uh, 8 o'clock, Trump is going to be announcing his Supreme Court uh, nomination. Uh, The rumor is evangelicals, and I'm quoting there, will be pleased. That's going to be interesting to see. And then, of course, uh, but tonight, going to be breaking down the news, first hour, second hour, Daboo Daboo 7. 7. It's going to be on, uh, Internet uh, Sensation. And then the third hour, some additional news. So the first hour tonight, this is going to be really hitting hard, the things that happened over the weekend. We're seeing the news where, if you're not feeling it, you're seeing the news just increase by, by the hour. I was going to put some things up this weekend, and I decided against it because I spent this weekend glued to multiple television sets on purpose. And I was watching... Even on Fox News, and I was watching all of the network channels, Joe. And I'm going to tell you something: um, the talking points were the same. Now, I, I that to broke mute. this morning, though. but, but that, that that yeah, I know you you, that you do that right. I, I mean,
2: I, I'll yesterday um, during the afternoon, I came across the CNN and Fox News and all this airport coverage. Right, I, I can't listen to it. I have to I have to mute it and just read what's on the TV. Because of just the craziness that I hear it, it's almost um it's almost like a physically sick reaction. My body's starting to to get with these um just obvious they're disagreeing with Trump they're coming against Trump regardless right. of what he does. He could save their babies from a house fire. And they would be criticizing him on the way he did it, and
1: stepped on the chin on the way up. Yeah, so I mean, I, yeah. I I I can only listen for a few moments. Well, yeah, this, 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 that's why I did it for you because I've got a stronger uh, constitution. I've been I've been at this a little longer, I guess.
2: No, it's not about um, that. It's something else. It's something different.
1: Well, it, there's a lot of things that are different. I mean, I used to uh, to, to go this. to these,
2: you know, MSNBC, CNN, and look for these kind of sound bites. Now, I, I can't.
1: I don't know. It's not the same. Well, I, I saw this beginning Friday afternoon, and anyone who believes these protests are a um, organic. Are spo- organic, spontaneous, these protests are about as spontaneous as the attack on our compound, CIA compound in Benghazi was.
2: Yeah, about as spontaneous yeah. as the women's march in D.C. after the right. inauguration was. Backed yeah. by the same financiers.
1: Yeah, and none of this is spontaneous. These are organized, okay. and we're going to tell you about why and how and who and uh where this is going to affect all of us now portions of nice broadcast brought to you by elite island resorts i don't know folks have you been, have you gone to their website have you pineapplebeachclub.com have you gone to pineapplebeachclub.com if not why not oh my goodness i'm going to tell you something they've got uh, they've got this wonderful vacation package for you Go to pineapplebeachclub.com. That's pineapplebeachclub.com. We're going to be talking more about that later. But, you know, getting back to, uh, getting back to what happened this weekend, you saw Charles Schumer in New York. Okay, now, now think about the timing of all this. You had Donald Trump write the executive order, correct? That was on, on Friday. Thursday or Friday, yeah. Okay. Within, well, of course, and there were people saying, "Why didn't he run it past Homeland Security? Why didn't he run it past these various government departments?" So I'm going to tell you why he didn't run it past them. Turning the law, we, yeah, to, to a large extent, except he's the he increased the vetting process. But why why didn't he do it? He, because Obama, the last eight years, and even in the run-up to Obama, they have peppered they have they have increased the uh, muslim presence the muslim brotherhood within all of our organizations now think about that think about how that plays out you got, got the enemy within
2: when we when we get to this point i got a good write-up on the legality of trump's refugee ban and the example set by the founding fathers all the way up to the bans most of the last six presidents instituted themselves including obama which is in 2011. 2011. The Iraqi ban, as well yes. as the list of seven countries that Trump came up
1: with was was created by the Obama
2: administration.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and people... did that doesn't know matter. That. No, of course not. But but uh, let, let's go back several years now. Remember I have, or I had a source in the federal government uh, We under the, uh, n- the nickname, the pseudonym, Rosebud. Remember that. And... Uh, Remember what the information, back in 2013 specifically, remember what the information I received, and that uh, the globalists were setting things up for a civil war along racial lines, uh, just, just along multiple lines, multiple fronts. We're seeing that now. And remember, I, I have said this, and, and this, you know, I'm not going to even... I, I'm going to make it a, a habit from now on, and let people know I'm not going to have any disclaimers by saying this is not fear porn. This is not because it, this, and I'm not. This isn't fear porn. This is merely fact. You remember back in 2013 that I, in fact, uh, uh, was told that the globalists wanted a civil war in this country, and part of this, and I think a big part of this. Because the globalists lost their candidate, that's Hillary Clinton, a big part of what's taking place right now is, of course, um, the blowback against Donald Trump, the orchestrated blowback. And they are using exquisitely, they're using Internet bloggers, they're using the social media, they're using the um, uh, really the younger generation as the... Method to institute this, to ignite this, and inflame this civil war. Now,
2: do you see what Kellyanne Conway, the interview that she did with Chris Wallace on Sunday? Yes, where she she made there was a comment in there, and she made a lot of good points. But one of the points she made about the the media, she said media bias is uh, easy to detect, but right. the uh, media reporting stories incomplete is impossible to detect. And she said it in a different way. I'm No, it, and, 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 right, exactly. It, it, and we're seeing, right. you know, uh, both sides, the bias and the incomplete coverage. And the immigration story is a great example of that because the media won't go, to go through the history of the immigration laws in this country. It won't go through the last, you know, President Obama and the bans he implemented, six different bans he implemented, or George Bush, who also implemented bans, or Bill Clinton, or, or Bush right. Senior before him, or Jimmy Carter, or yeah. the even the yeah. liberal presidents that uh, you know, like Carter, like Theodore Roosevelt, um, and others.
1: Well, this goes back to the. I mean, you can take this back to the immigration in the fifties and then sixty-five. Actually, it goes
2: back to the second president. Oh, I'm sure, it does. Where he instituted a ban on, um, and if you, if you look at the definitions, and we'll go back to John Adams, but I'm going to pull up. Some definitions here, um, because when you look at the definitions, there was a, a video Paul Joseph Watson did where he he talked about the definition of terrorism using violence to advance a political agenda. I mean, aren't we seeing that from you know the media not denouncing violence and then promoting this opposition um, civil war type atmosphere and encouraging people to go out and protest? Obama cur- encouraging others to go out and protest uh, just today in a statement. And these people who aren't protesting, but also committing acts of violence, there were Trump supporters in Portland that were, um, you know, beat up. I believe it was over the immigration ban at airports. And there's yeah, other examples of in the Portland, violence in Portland.
1: The, that there, was a there was a man, in fact, that's on video. You can see him getting knocked at, down to the ground. He got a good head shot, and they were yelling Nazi at him. Of course, the, uh, uh, the 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 award show last night, whatever that was on television, the the awards program. They had, uh, uh, they were, they were making political statement after political statement, of course. <laughs> Is it the Oscars or SAG Awards? Okay. Alright. Thank you, Jackie. Um and now we, now we have come out here where, uh, Sally Yates from the U.S. Justice Department of Justice said an Obama holdover saying, we're not going to defend, the Justice Department's not going to defend the executive order or this order. Now imagine if this would have been turned around to, uh, to Obama, but all of that said, this, this is part of a larger picture. But go on. The uh, Justice Department,
2: we see that Department of Homeland Security and the Border Patrol. At least from reports, they're happy with uh, what's been yeah. done. He's expanded the power of Border Patrol agents and um, a few other areas in, in the immigration battle. And we see, you know, DHS and, and the people on the ground, ICE and the, and the Border Patrol, saying, "Thank you. These are the tools we needed." Uh, and continuing to do what they do. I saw a headline about, uh, police unions looking to use Trump's executive order to be involved in themselves in the immigration battle. Uh-huh. But then you have, uh, you know, the media, then you have, um, you know, these ACLU groups, the Chuck Schumer's, and the Justice Department saying they're not going to enforce this. How. I mean, what is it? The Justice Department that is most concerning, or no, it, Will this be able to work it, without the Justice
1: Department? This is really; is going to be a non-issue. It's going to work with with relatively few exceptions. It's going to work without the uh, input of the Justice Department or without the influence of the Justice Department. That's how that's how it goes. The executive order is an expansion, as you as you rightly pointed out. Uh, the selection of the seven countries was, in fact, from uh, the Obama. Uh, the security uh the security notice under obama and that's how the seven countries were selected and a few other interesting points uh, i learned
2: today one um the f- top 5 muslim countries with the most muslim populations none of those countries are included yeah. on the list it is specifically related to countries where there was violence and history
1: of of uh terror attacks due to the right. ideology, right? Right. This is, and, and and people might be getting tired of hearing about this from the mainstream media. Uh, we're tired of talking. About well, yeah, but but look, there's three hundred twenty-five thousand people in the air. One hundred nine people affected. Uh, protests across the There were there were as many there were as many protesters as there were people that came in, you know, from other countries uh, over the weekend.
2: Uh, and they weren't being no. detained and, and, and deported or sent back. Some were. Some were. Some were being vetted, too. These were yes. people who showed up on terror watch list, And we know how unreliable the terror watch list has been in the past. But there was a, an instance on CNN and ABC where they interviewed um, somebody who was detained. And they they cut out part of his statement because he was asked about Trump. And he talked right, about so how Right, he he, Trump, right. Right. But the, uh, and that and that the media the... cut out a statement and, and, and rephrased a few other things that he said to make it look like he was speaking out against what was going on when what he said was you know pro american and pro uh, Donald Trump
1: very much this so one example but uh, so you've got but everyone's going to look at this from the bigger perspective because what's this doing this is a uh, David Brock initiative David Brock is big into this the opposition research uh, aspect of, of his organizations and I had a wonderful Lengthy conversation with Andrew Kerr, who's just a fine citizen investigative journalist, and he's going to be—he's about ready to to really break some information open about Brock's organization. But don't forget, Brock, during the inauguration, met with uh, 120 people, including former attorneys general and others, uh, some pretty heavy, high-profile, heavyweight hitters on the progressive side in Turnberry Island Resort in Florida. January 18th through the 21st and people seem to forget or don't recall that. That's extremely important to remember. That's number one. Number two, you've got George Soros who's funding these, these groups that are plugged into social media and that are actually the, the, the professional protesters are plugged into social media. They're, they're retained by these 501c4 groups or these PACs or these, these NGOs, whatever you, However you want to refer to them, they're on call and what, it, it's almost like a, like a daisy chain of calls. However, once, uh, once they're notified to go to the nearest airport to protest or wherever they might be called to do so, there is that, well, then there's the element of spontaneity, but before that, it's heavily orchestrated and it comes from people like Soros and David Brock and others. So that's one thing you've got to understand because this is not going to be limited to the executive order on travel this is going to go with every executive order or every implementation all all across the board so understand the protests are this is just the beginning of the protests this is not the end this is just merely the start and they are planning for a larger blowback by through bribes and blackmail both to bring in many of the republicans Republican senators and con- uh, Congress people into the fight all right, against Trump. This is how they're going to turn the tides against mm-hmm. Trump. And looking at
2: Soros' uh, campaign donations just yep. from last year alone, he uh, the three most notable um, people he funded on the Republican side is Lindsey Graham, John McCain and Paul Ryan Fund- directly funded their campaigns and that's on OpenSecret- opensecrets.org Um you can look at a number of different um uh, financials from um in the the world of politics and the backing of the world of politics and it's correct i mean we we know mcCain and and graham are are the two biggest defenders at least the most vocal and and uh, get the most publicity out of the senate and they they were like that for the obama administration as long as i can remember um and these people no doubt are paid to speak the words of what other people want them to say
1: no doubt the, they are of course there's scripts there's signs there's um all all every everything is already it, it's a turnkey operation it's already made up kevin lewis who is the spokesperson for obama now in his post presidency said that obama who's been uh really kind of well shall we say acting on this balance of of not saying anything since he's out of office, uh, deferring to their successors and not saying anything. Well, guess what? He's starting to to say stuff now. Kevin Lewis, his spokesperson, said that, uh, and I'm going to quote exactly what Obama said via Kevin Lewis, citizens exercising their constitutional right to assemble, organize, and have their voices heard by their elected officials is exactly what we expect to see when American values are at stake. Now, this this was set up by Obama, and it, it, Joe, it, they're and, saying, and, some people are saying no. Um,
2: one of those is John Feiner, uh, former Obama administration official, denied that any ban on Iraqi refugees and missions was put in place under Obama. He said the flow was significantly slowed uh, refugees continued to be admitted into the United States during that time, and then another. Uh, and the Washington Post has come out and said President Obama has never
1: imposed a six-month ban on Iraqi processing. Um, there, there were seven. The, the seven countries made. Uh, well, yeah, the seven countries also uh, stem back. Uh, it, it's difficult even. Uh, how how do you here, how do you go uh, how do you uh, how do you address this when Let's when the this. news uh, when when these. This is not right. That's not correct. I'm on uh, lawnews.com.
2: Right. I like the site for uh, my to. Uh, I do too. When it comes to breaking down, they they just look at the law. They don't take a, a political position either way. And then they they write around how that law. Well, actually,
1: I disagree with them about not taking a political. I don't position. read it that much,
2: I guess. So and in the articles I've read, um, they seem unbiased. But okay.
1: I mean, I from what Are I've seen from that liberal? website, no, they're they're highly progressive. Okay.
2: And, and that, well, the that's in will my here.
1: view, basically.
2: The article here, uh sorry would be scholars, Trump Trump's refugee ban is legal and follows examples set by the founders. They go on to cite the uh nineteen seventy eight act passed by John Adams and uh, that going be, to say, uh, reads, uh what 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 year? Uh, nineteen no, I'm sorry, seventeen ninety eight right. act passed by right. John Adams. Reads, much like the 1952 law Trump relied on for his executive order on aliens from certain countries, the law passed by the Fifth Congress provided it was lawful for the President of the United States at any time to order all such aliens as he shall judge dangerous to the peace and safety of the United States to be excluded from the United States. It's the 1798 Aliens Act, authorized by Congress and overseen by Adams to keep out Aliens who the president deems to be dangerous to the peace and safety of the U.S. or suspected of secret mechanisms against the
1: people and the government. Look, look, look. That's just uh, I, know, going back to it. Right. And then they said the other things. But, but the bottom line here is we saw, this is the, the, the reaction by the progressives as a result of a decade of lawlessness, of lax security and at least in my analysis and watching the news and when i say watching the news watching the talk listening to the talking points you've got keith ellison out there who's who's a muslim a muslim congressperson congressman he's fighting of course for the democratic national committee chair however you've got ellison you've got all of these progressives who have always favored the uh... open borders and who's George Soros, Open Border Society, Hillary Clinton, and all of these. The, the, reason, the, the reason for the blowback right now is, is there are a few reasons. Number one, the media really played a big role in, in my, at least, mm-hmm. in incensing the public and providing information that was not accurate. You'd think that they were, they, they were taking these people out, them out of planes, and throwing them in jails and such. But for ten years, we have not had much of any vetting process whatsoever. Some might argue, well yes, that's the seven countries were the subject of, under Obama, were the subject of of greater vetting. While that does appear to be at its face. What were they vetting for? That's right, they, they couldn't vet. At least not in the manner in which they're calling for now and this is why so when you suddenly pull back the reins and say wait a minute no 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 hold on a second we need to do a better job here that you're going to get this blowback but and it's ridiculous because it's it goes not back to fake news
2: though but go on it's not for the sake of banning muslims because it's it's not a, it's a temporary blockade it's a 90-day blockade to increase the uh... But it's going to ban
1: Muslims. It, 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 let's be let's be honest. It, 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 well, although yeah, it's some not a Muslim will be ban, banned, I mean, it, it's going to ban Muslims because, and it's going to it's going to
2: subject people to a more uh, higher scrutiny of vetting, right? Than it has before. They're trying to improve the vetting system. They put uh, a ninety day temporary block or ban on people entering the, from seven countries so That's that they pause. could increase the yes. information in the vetting process. So right. it's not a it's not a full out you know ban for the, the foreseeable future. It was done by executive order, which, if somebody else is elected president next time, they could change that. But the point is, it will be done, and the vetting should be in place. Um, I think Trump said he gave himself one hundred and twenty days that the uh, vetting needs to be increased and ready to go. In the one hundred and twenty days, the ban is only effective for the temporary ban is only effective for ninety days. So we will, you know, this is something that will come and go, and there shouldn't have been much blowback to this. Is to to increase national security, there was just a terrorist attack in Canada last night, where two Muslim men went into a mosque, killed six people, wounded you know, a dozen others. Oh, and you should. You, and, and the coverage, time, I know, I that saw the time
1: parade. It, it, oh, we, they did not release the name of a suspect almost 24
2: not. hours. Yep, they kept saying it was some, you know, an, it was some anti-Muslim terrorist, some white, you know, nationalist terrorist. It was the Muslims who did it. Exactly. And, and, and the Muslim yeah. Prime Minister is, you know, out there talking about how this is such an injustice against the community. Of course it is, but take it a step further and identify and call out the people who are responsible for it. It okay. makes
1: no sense. So you take you take all of these things, all of these. You take the 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 protests, the reaction, the moratorium on on the bringing the people in, and, the, and more importantly than that, how quickly the protests. I, uh, develop. You see all of these together. Put all of these together and understand that we, the people, are being set up. Trump is actually doing what he's campaigned. He said on his campaign trail he's going to do. He's actually doing it, and the people, for the most part, at least the useful idiots, the, the minions out there, the minions of Soros and the and the morons who are who have really run this country into the ground for the past decade. I'll, I'd even submit two decades are pushing back. This is a, a deliberate orchestrated pushback. This is not accidental. And this is all had, this has all been planned in the bowels of these resorts and country clubs from these limousine liberals, these progressives such as David Brock and his people, such as George Soros and the Clintons and even the Obamas and everyone in their orbit. This is exactly that. And we are in, this is the start. You see, no, it started. It started nine years ago, well okay, but
2: to a much lesser degree this is the start this
1: is the fuse has been lit because without, for the civil war at without this
2: point. The, the pre and and rolling out the Obama administration right. we would have never had the oppositional resistance that put trump in office you, you
1: okay you are more correct than I am in in the bigger picture i suppose, and I think that's important because I'm starting to wonder how much of that was
2: intentional how much of the crazy stuff Obama did that he never got called out on, which well, was detrimental to our country, detrimental to our constitution and the you know American values that the media is so interested in protecting now, how much of that was done on purpose just to increase the outrage on one side, only to flip the script this last election cycle, so the the pullback Hardy, was, that was harder. Right. Was a whiplash. And then if we see it's this cycle whiplash. again, we won't survive another election if we see such a dramatic change in, in a president going in a completely different direction, right or wrong.
1: Well, and I, and I'm glad you pointed that out because most radio, I mean, most venues, even most in the alternative realm of the news are not getting into the really the core issues here, the epic, uh, Issues and we are the the, the depth the three dimensional chess that's being played, folks. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman report on this. On uh, boy, I'll tell you, we've got a great program lined up. By the way, tomorrow, uh, Steve Quayle and LA Marzulli both first two hours tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mark your books, your calendars. It's tell be a everyone, great show. Steve Quayle and LA Marzulli tomorrow, seven and to nine. Wow, right here and on the Hagman by Hagman report.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, LA's got a new DVD coming out. Uh, Steve and L.A. have been working together on a few things, and we're going to hear what they have to say on their findings tomorrow. We'll be right back after these short messages with more news analysis. Stay with us.
1: This segment of the Hagman, the Hagman Report. Don't forget, we've got two websites, HagmanReport.com. Check that website every day, every morning, every afternoon. Check it twice a day. Bookmark at HagmanReport.com. HagmanReport.com. We've got new writers. We've got John Rapp. I mean, just new writers coming all of the time. And, uh, of course, my investigative reports, Joe's work, it's all there at HagmanReport.com. HagmanandHagman.com for the show information. And I wanted to show people uh everyone something here. I'm not sure if we can get a camera shot on this or not. Uh this document right here. Let me just I'll just hold it up here. I don't know if you can see this document. And I'm going to uh I'm going to tell you what this document is. For those watching on YouTube, which is one of the venues we broadcast, you can see it. It's a multi-page document. It is authored by the Regional Organized Crime Information Center. That's the Regional Organized Crime Information Center. And it was this particular this particular report is dated two thousand and six. Dissemination restricted to law enforcement. All right. This was sent to me shortly after it was published. This page right here, and it's not necessary, I'm not going to publish this, but this page right here, the second page or the opening page. Talks about the Islamic training, terror training compounds in, in the United States. Now, why did I bring this out? Why do I want to, what does this have to do with anything we're talking about? Well, this was given to me by actually one of the people involved in, uh, R-O-C-I-C, the center, and said you might as well have it. Why? Because it's basically your investigative work product and you'll recall ladies and gentlemen that uh, I had done uh, we had done uh, this this we had done physical surveillance and investigation on Jamaat al-Fukra the uh, the Islamic uh, compounds across the United States at their headquarters in Islamburg or Hancock New York well these pictures are mine that I took and you will recall that Sheik Mubarak Ali Jalani is the head of the uh, this Islamic uh, well Jamaat al-Fukra, we'll just call it what it is, Community of the Impoverished. These are black Muslims here in the United States. Jalani is a Sheik from Pakistan. In fact, if that name rings a bell, I've said this before, he's the guy that Daniel Pearl was on his way to, to interview when he was kidnapped and ultimately beheaded. The FBI, however, Cleared Jelani of any complicity in Pearl's murder, but there's this little thing right here that's law enforcement sensitive, that's restricted dissemination, restricted to the law enforcement. That says, "Well, wait a minute, we got a we got a problem here in this country, and we have a whole bunch of whole bunch of Muslim compounds in this country." Denied, of course, or minimized by both the FBI and by the mainstream media. You've got uh, and I've I've spoken about this before, there's a school bus on premise, or there was at the time of my our surveillance and investigation. That one had bullet holes in it. They were using it, using it for uh, practice, not just target practice, but for boarding. And of course neighbors around this area afraid to speak out, at least publicly confided in us that oh there's paramilitary trainings there's training going on, there's weapons buried and there's this revolving door of Muslims into these training compounds I can't publish this but that is a distilled version of what I did publish this this is what I've given to law enforcement. Alright. Now I'm going to make this available again because people need to understand exactly how bad things are in this country. The people who are, who are banned or who are undergoing the extreme vetting process, some of these. Jamal El-Fukra. Now, the, the compound, the, the, the 30 compounds in America, you, you have to understand after this was exposed and the way it was exposed and the manner it was exposed, you don't have 30 anymore. They've, there's, there's a couple of things that happen. You've got a, you've got, uh, those are cut down to, to less than a dozen around the country, but you have smaller little cells throughout the urban areas and even the rural areas the the bigger compounds are in the rural areas and the smaller compounds which are more numerous are smaller in membership so what I'm saying to you is these people are behind in their eyes behind enemy lines and, and embedded in the United States and they're not accidentally they they're their uh, proximity is close to uh, power lines, power stations, uh, dams, you know, water supplies, uh, train stations and what have you. This is a threat right now. And this is what Trump is addressing in part. This is part of it. This is the infiltration. This is real. Before we, uh, before we move on, I just want to mention that, uh, you know, I like to dress nice. And I found uh, folks, guys out there, and ladies who buy clothes for guys. Let me tell you about the best place on the on Earth, planet Earth, to buy clothes, as far as I'm concerned. My suits, my my jackets, my 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 pants, shirts. Indochino.com. That's Indochino.com. They make made-to-measure suits. Okay, now, I don't know about you guys out there. Have you ever gone and have you, are you able to wear an off the rack suit? I'm not. Well, Indochino.com has given all of us, I don't care how you're shaped, how you're fashioned, whatever. We now have the opportunity to buy tailor-made clothes, shirts, suits, pants. It's never been easier. Indochina is one of the largest made-to-measure menswear brands. You can get a high-quality suit made to your exact measurements for a perfect fit. You also get to customize your suit just the way you want it, whether you want a stripe lining or a a different kind of lining for your suit coat or, or, I mean, the type of collar for your shirt, a button-down, a a wide collar. It's never been easier. It's the highest-quality material. Made to measure tailor. It's, it's tailored right to your body size. Here's how it works. You, you can either visit a showroom or shop online at Indochino.com. Let me spell that for you. It's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino.com. You get to pick out, you pick from hundreds of fabrics, choose your customizations from the lapels on your suit jacket to pleats, uh, to jacket linings and more. You submit your body measurements, have a, your wife or whoever take your measurements. It's really simple. You place your order and then four weeks later you get your suit, you get your pants, you get your shirt. But, but you can do this over and over. They keep your profile on file. It's never been easier. And folks, this week, this week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $389. All you have to do is go to Indochino.com that's Indochino.com and enter HH at checkout. That's a fifty percent off the regular price for a Made to Measure premium quality suit. Plus the shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, Indochino.com personal. Our promo code is HH at Indochino.com. Any premium suit for just $389 and free shipping. It's an incredible deal for a suit that will fit you so well, you just won't believe it. It's so comfortable.
2: And if you, don't, a great suit. if you don't want to buy a suit today, and you plan on buying one in in the next month or two, go and create an account today.
1: Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. You,
2: that's free. You can do that. You don't have to put any um, you know
1: information in there, um, but make sure you use the code H H. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. But but getting back to the issue at hand here, um, the, there is a problem. Obama has let so many of these Muslims in, and I would prefer if they called this a Muslim ban. I really would, Joe. Because we really have to address the, the terror aspect of this, um head on. I think Stephen Coughlin, back a number of years ago, when he wrote his 313 page report about, uh, he's the military, Sergeant Coughlin, when he, when he was in the military and got the, he wrote all about Islamic terrorism, and the military said you can't use those words, and he had to retire, basically. Remember that? It's mm-hmm. Steve Coughlin. Coughlin. Uh, his report is widely available on the Internet. But but the bottom line is this. You've got this unchecked, unfettered immigration, even, even people with green cards. You, you'll notice that some people with green cards were stopped and said, wait a minute, because the vetting process, the initial vetting process was not done. It couldn't have been done. It wasn't done properly. So that's why you've got this cultural whiplash. I like that. I like that thinking bigger that you talked about the the part about thinking bigger you know they the uh it's been done for so long and and maybe this was uh, set up by obama in a sense well i think the the
2: extreme i don't want to say extreme i think the the base of the left and the right right if we right. look at the the last you know from obama to trump we saw some of the if you will I'm not saying extreme in a, in a violent extremist way, but the extreme right, which was standing up for constitutional principles via the Tea Party, that movement came right after Obama was elected. And you remember the MSNBC reports the rise of the far right or That's the right. fourth Reich or whatever, um, you know, demonizing these people who weren't violent, who weren't even really protesting. They were just gathering together to hold rallies and whatnot. You can call them protests if you want. But you know, that's a a, um, a decade almost after nine eleven. You know, seven eight years when Obama took office, and we saw this divide start. Then we moved through the Obama presidency, and what's most interesting to me while well, we're talking about this is the amount of protection the media afforded him, one, and the amount of unconstitutional and un American actions he took which the media, you know, he couldn't do no wrong, no matter what he did. Right. Um, giving Iranian nuclear missile capabilities, which they apparently had their first test um, in the last few days, violating the U.N. resolution. Not that that's going to go anywhere it, for the time being. But we saw the, I mean, it just seems like some of what Obama did and the positions the left took during the Obama administration were almost only to get a rise out of the other side. But with this... Change from the election cycle and process from the primaries. I mean, if you just look at the, if you go over a compilation of news coverage from the 2016 elections primary to election day, from the very beginning, even in the primaries when there were 16 Republican contenders for uh, right, say, well, 16, yeah, 16, 16 yeah. Trump. Yeah. Immediately, the media singled out Trump, said he was a, a laughingstock; he should quit. He could never win. Even if he won the nomination, he'd be crushed by Hillary Clinton. Right. Then he, he wins the nomination. You know, we saw the constant barrage of polls. Uh, you know, Trump, the 20%, Hillary Clinton at 80-plus percent. It's a 100% uh, guarantee Hillary Clinton will win the election. All this, I mean, for, for weeks and months before the election, you saw all this crap. There's no way Hillary Clinton can lose from celebrities to actors and uh, pe- politicians and, and media pundits. All said the same thing. Even the poll numbers from all these websites, except Rasmussen, they were one of the only ones that kept sort of an accurate account of what was going on because they did get it right with the election, and their polls weren't as skewed as other polls. But that's beside the point. Just about every single poll, every single pundit, every single person, not only spoke about how Donald Trump was a joke, how he was, you know, an idiot, how he should resign, but that he couldn't win. Then election day. That's interesting. How the. the It's almost like the the the, the negative press fueled his rise to the presidency.
1: And we so we saw the same kind of whiplash, didn't we, on Election Day or right after that? The same, if they think about this, has the template changed from the protests uh, on Election Day or right after Election Day to the Women's March, now to this? I don't think so. So that same kind of cultural whiplash, and I'm going to own that. That's my cultural whiplash. Cultural whiplash.
2: <laughs> and uh, the, uh, one of the things, that. I was talking with Dave Hodges last night uh, when I did the interview with him, and it reminded me of what something James Perloff said. He was the um, Pearl Harbor expert and historian who has been on our show a few times, where he talked about how the United States, when it wants to get involved in a war, won't outright attack, it will provoke an attack from another nation.
1: Oh, correct. And, and if it, you put that, yeah, yeah. that
2: mindset into the world of politics, into this divide, political, civil divide we have in our country, it almost seems like that's what they're doing. The media's getting more ridiculous. Domestically, fueling. though, exactly, you're talking. Exactly. Okay. Within, they're with, trying to, promote, using to provoke yep. a response, a violent response from something that they can identify as being uh, Trump supporting, you know, the base of Trump support, or even if they, probably if they pay somebody or, or set somebody up as a patsy. Who they can identify as a Trump supporter, I believe they'd do it. To provoke a viol- violent response or terrorist attack, something they can, uh, grab onto, you know, as fact, say, look, this was a, a Trump-inspired attack. I mean, this is the direction it's moving in. Whether it's a, right. a terrorist attack, whether it's an economic <laughs> attack or implosion, something we've talked about here many times, um, as a being a very real possibility. Well, they To a civil uprising. Yes. Due to some event. This is, they're fomenting the unrest. from the top down and the media the corporate media mainstream media because they are not privately owned because they are controlled by corporations and arms of the government Paul Joseph Watson talked about this a little bit too in his video there's no accountability he talked about how nobody's been fired, let go there's been no I mean all the people that got it so wrong about this last election cycle and as he said embarrassed their own you know organizations nobody was removed or I'm sorry that was Kellyanne Conway but right. it's interesting to note that they've continued at a more fever pace than they had than they did before the election before the inauguration it seemed like once an inauguration happened that's when the new avalanche right. of, of crap started to come out
1: and, I, and I, I have to give props to Andrew Kerr from the citizens audit or the citizens audit the citizens, audit. The citizens audit. The. I did I don't have my notes in front of me with the citizensaudit.com. He was talking about where the money's coming from for all of this. And, and I, uh, look, the, these don't happen cheaply and expensively.
2: But, but what you and said it's not though, just the media and the people. If you look at the, the organization trying to, uh, bring the DNC back together, find a new head of the DNC, even the politicians that are a part of that are so radical now. It, it's like a switch was flipped. Either, by choice, or due to the systematic brainwashing and psychological warfare that the media and
1: and the you know controllers of the society uh, have have been doing. Well, it's it's kind of like this though. And remember, my folks, remember I'm saying this. It's never about the spoon. Just remember I said that. It's, it's never about the spoon. Whose spoon? No you don't have to explain it no but it, I'll just say this the issue is never the issue okay it's never about the it's never about the spoon it, that goes never mind but that's the way I would think of this because when you think about this uh for example why why would these uh for example who's doing the community organizing for we'll say Black lives matter or for the the just name the cause? because um not many of these protesting groups would have the time, the money, or even the initiative to get these professional signs done. Now, yesterday, we didn't see a lot of the professional signs. You saw some in the core group there, but not along the periphery. But, um for example, Black Lives Matter. What do we want? We want dead cops. You see, you know, um, I don't know if you saw this. Wait a-, wait a second. Revcom. It, see, Revolution, Revolutionary Communist Party USA. Revcom if you look at their, if you look at their, uh, constitution, if you will, and that's a bad, I guess, if you look at their objectives, their explicit objective is to overthrow our constitutional republic and replace it with this oligarchical collectivism dictatorship, just like the uh, former Soviet Union. Now, why would the advocates of a communist police state, for example, agitate? We'll say against the police. Okay, um, because the progressives, and you have to think about Bill Ayers back in the sixties and people like him, uh, well, again, it's not about the spoon. The issue is never the issue. This isn't about the police any more than it's about blacks. For example, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, this really isn't about the 109 people. This isn't about the travel, temporary travel, uh, pause. It's about the destabilization of the system so they could create the opportunities to weaken and overthrow it. Think of Cloward Piven. I did the video on it last week about this, and that's what community community organizing boils down to. Go ahead.
2: And, you know, another point to make, are they um, pushing us to the edge of civil war? Are they creating and, and nurturing this violence or this attitude into violence? for the purpose of trying to see Trump overstep his authority in some way, trying to bring order back. all of the above. I mean, there's a lot of, I guess it depends on he, he, okay, the agenda. Right. It, it, and it's, what, at what point of the, the global elite satanic agenda are we at, and how much further do we have to go? Well,
1: it's uh, not that far. It's my understanding from, from at least the people I talk to. The globalists are, are now they're they're all in. It's whatever works. We're throwing everything at it. I don't care if we have to, you know, whatever we got to do. If 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 we can get Trump to uh, violate the Constitution to to restore order, great. If we could, whatever works. But mm-hmm. see, here's here's what's taking place right now. And you can go to uh, the Revolutionary Communist Party website rev uh, revcom dot us and look this up for yourself. You create public opinion. You seize power. And they, they state that we're preparing minds and organizing forces for a time when there is a major crack in the system. And we're seeing those cracks forming right now. That's my editorialization. Whenever it comes and wherever it comes from, an opening that makes it possible to bring the future revolutionary army of the pro- uh, proletariat uh, into the field and wage a revolutionary armed struggle that actually has a chance of winning. This is what they're doing. And, and you're not going to hear this by the, by the, anywhere else I don't think uh, except the independent media who dig deeper into this so we have to think a lot deeper than we have to think a lot deeper we have to go well beyond the headlines well beyond the politics of Fox or MSNBC well beyond the politics of right and left even you have to go beyond the obvious uh, politics of the globalists and the nationalists, you've got to look at the, the four or five layers deeper and higher up and around, you've gotta really look at this because this is bigger than people really understand. But the objective here is for this country to be burned to the ground, essentially, or at least much of it. Not, not by bombs coming into the country, but by the people inside here. And once weakened, we can be taken over as we are destabilized. Think about the Rodney King riots back in 92. They were instigated by RevCom, for example. You think those were spontaneous? David Horowitz was on last week. Discover the networks. He taught, he was taught, I mean, David Horowitz has been around a long time. And, and uh, he writes about the, uh, RevCom. I, I would urge everybody to, to, to get his new book, by the way, Big Agenda. But, uh, and send him an email telling me you saw him or heard him on, uh, the Hagman Report. But nonetheless, This is, Joe, this is what we're seeing, and and I didn't, I don't want to cap or, you know, uh, go any further. Well, before I turn it over to you, I just want to say one thing. I want to say hi to Mr. Romeo. Hey, Mr. Romeo, come here. Mr. Romeo, I know you're listening. How you doing? You got some, you got some tuna, Mr. Romeo? (laughs) Uh, it's, uh, how's that Jackie? Is that okay? Thumbs up? (laughs) Yeah, sure. All right. (laughs) It's a long story, inside joke, but, uh, no, our, our, our thoughts go out to hear Mr. Romeo. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, um. Now that I got, got everybody off track. We got, you know, a minute and a half, uh, two
2: minutes before the break. We have, um, Dabu7 coming up in the next hour. That's his, his YouTube handle. His website is undergroundworldnews.com. Um, he's been a voice on YouTube. People like him. Absolutely. He's got a, a huge YouTube presence and following and we're going to get into much of what we talked about in the first hour as well as uh, things on his radar after we come back. It's his um, first time on on the Hagman Report, so you we're know looking yeah. forward to that. And then in the third hour, uh, we also more, are more this. wide open, and we're going to continue our discussion as well as discussing other things. Um, talking with Dave yesterday and seeing stories from today, it seems that the calls to assassinate Donald Trump are increasing and that's why people that's why media, inside our own government inside yep. uh, you know the world of social media there's no shortage of these things coming around there's been I've seen just um, incredible tweets and and Facebook posts uh, people saying why is this assassination taking so long even today there was in Seattle I believe it was there's an article on the Daily Caller anti-trump protests in Seattle we need to start killing people this is a black lives matter. Affiliated or Black Lives Matter protest, and they didn't stop there. As the speaker with the megaphone, uh, she, she apparently was a kindergarten teacher saying we need to start killing people. Another uh, one of her partners or, or friends or supporters says uh, we need to start killing people and killing the White House. And then another protester, or she also went on to say, White people, give your effing money and your house your property. We need it all. See,
1: reparations, this, they said. This is, a, 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 and I go back to what I said back in 2013. My source, Rosebud, talking about exploiting the events to create a civil war. The timing mm-hmm. changes the objective does not if you if it wasn't right back then it's right now let's, let's push for cracks in the system go ahead
2: and uh, we can talk about this on, on in the third hour i don't know if you saw what de blasio said to cnn it's okay to shield undocumented drunk drivers he's going to do what he can yeah. to protect uh illegal aliens who've been found to be committing crimes as long as they're not violent crimes but heaven forbid any regular american out there who gets
1: caught Mr.
2: Drunk uh, driving—you'll be, you know, lose your license for years ah, yeah. and put on probation. It's just crazy. Mr. Uh, get your ID here; it's free. And due to some backlash, the Boy Scouts will now admit transgender children into. Okay, program. that's it. But Boy, Boy Scouts we'll be right back over. I'm with done. W- Seven. After these short messages, stay with us.
1: report.com that's our news information that, that's the site you need to bookmark that's HagmanReport.com. report.com no Homeland security us no 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 hagmanreport.com and hagman and hagman.com we broadcast on global star radio network we broadcast on blog talk radio we broadcast on you or uh, youtube right here you can see us hi how you doing um yeah yeah it's it's great and we have a, a great hour coming right up here with uh You know, you know him. He's the internet sensation known as Dabu. Uh, um, Seven, seven, Dabu, seven, Dabu. We're just going to call him Dabu. How's that? Before we get to him, Elite Island Resorts. Are you about ready to leave this muck, slush, ice, cold weather? Are you cold? I'm cold. I'm cold all the time. I mean, it's 27 degrees up here in the frozen north. Do you want to get away? Well, have we got the this amazing getaway we found this amazing getaway and you know what it's affordable the price is amazing write this down pineapplebeachclub.com that's pineapplebeachclub.com if you still have a pencil here write this number down eight hundred seven seven two eight seven one one. 772 that's 800-772-8711 pineapplebeachclub.com this is in, just an incredible deal. The Pineapple Beach Club in Antigua. Now, for just $149 per person, per night. Plus, you get a $250 resort credit. You can enjoy an adults only, by adults only we're talking 16 and up, all-inclusive getaway on a white sandy beach. Go to Pineapple Beach Club. That's right, pineapplebeachclub.com. Alright? Yeah, all inclusive meals, snacks, beverages. Yes, even if you want some wine with your dinner, whatever I'll call, uh, includes all taxes and gratuity, no hidden fees. The resort encompasses some 30 acres of tropical foliage and panoramic vistas. Oh, my goodness. Can you just smell that? Oh, smell that salt, salty sea air. Can you smell it? All right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Folks, go to pineapplebeachclub.com. Or call eight hundred seven seven two eighty seven eleven to book your all inclusive stay. Again, for one hundred and forty nine dollars per night per person, ages sixteen and up, you can enjoy everything I just mentioned and more, and you'll get a two hundred fifty dollar resort, one hundred fifty dollar resort credit. That's PineappleBeachClub.com. dot com, folks. You got to see the website for complete details. Now, with that, Joe, I'm going to toss it to you.
2: Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube, Dabu seven D A H B O. O seven seven, also undergroundworldnews.com. Dabu, it's great to have you on the show. Um I know that you're having me. Yeah. And you've been um part of the alternative media for a long time. You created your own channel and you've been um exposing I guess it's called exposing now, <laughs> exposing the truth in this crazy, insane world of lies psychological warfare, brainwashing, and and we've seen this uh, at no other time in our history, at least that I remember, have we seen such a crazy media, a crazy populace, and the threat for
1: civil unrest. What are your thoughts on all that's going on? (laughs) Gee whiz, we're not sure. (laughs) I don't think there's a lot to talk about here. Now,
0: where do you want to start? Well, you know, I think the overall scope of this what we're seeing here, and I think their end game goal is really a chaotic environment. And I think we're starting to see that uh, more and more here in this country. My problem is the people that are fueling this, funding this, uh, funneling money through different organizations that we've caught, running Craigslist ads, hiring protesters. And um, it's, a, it's a false movement. In the streets. And my biggest fear is that this false movement at some point is going to grow if there's no counter to it. And it's going to provoke this system to clamp down and erode freedoms away in ways that people just are not seeing or realizing. And I can't help but think that come election season, it really seems that that's a really good, that's a division time. You know, that's when people are divided. They're heading to the polls. Everybody's voting for someone different. They got them, everybody divided down into their their sectors. I think that's a big problem, division. They divide people by language, by race, color, by Republican, by Democrat, by left, by right. I mean, they just keep dividing people. And as long as people stand divided, they're never going to fix anything, in my opinion. And I think that there's a big agenda in this country, backed by George Soros and his buddies and others. And he does it openly, and I don't see how he gets away with it openly, but he is. That's a big problem, and um, that's kind of what we're up against here. Of course, I feel if if you have a situation like Trump winning, you're gonna have people that don't like him in the streets you're gonna it's naturally gonna happen anytime you have an election. there's been people that oppose the person that's been elected. It's gonna happen. They're gonna take to the streets, but with this, from what I've seen, it really looks like they were prepared in the mainstream media to me is fully controlled by this establishment because they seem to have things just ready to rock. And this whole thing with Muslim ban was almost like they had a hashtag pre-created as soon as this stuff went in motion. It was like fuel thrown on the fire and a misinterpretation of how things really were. And when you have George Soros sending large groups of people through MoveOn.org, which we just exposed, showing up at the airports in Seattle and in other places, they're not even. Well, these people they show up and they trash the place. I've seen it time and time again with my own eyes on the ground. They have no respect for wherever they go, and they leave their signs sitting around and they attach the names to the bottoms. They're not trying to hide it in that aspect, they're trying to gain recruits. They think, but they're also giving away that it's them. MoveOn.org. More Foundation, Open Society. These are all groups that George Soros openly funnels massive amounts of money through. He did the same thing with BLM.
2: So on the protester sign, you're saying there's an indicator of what organization these people stemmed from?
0: Oh, yeah. yep. And if you know who's funneling the money to that organization, as soon as uh, you lay your eyes on the name, it lights up that, oh, that's George Soros NGO. I mean, countries are popping up all over the globe trying to stop this guy from doing what he's doing, but mm-hmm. to me, my own personal opinion, I was coming into power as president of this country, and we really want to change, and we, we hear talk of Obamacare, TPP, the wall, all these attractive things that people gravitated toward, and he's come through on some, but the biggest thing I heard throughout the whole thing was yeah. Hillary for prison. It's me. These are real criminals that have blood on their hands for crying out loud. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it should, it should be executive order number one, in my opinion, to round those folks up that are criminals, charge them and also to dismantle this controlled mainstream media that's spewing all kinds of lies and in propaganda, obviously, but
1: um well, uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, but but here's okay. If if I walked into that the office, if I was in the Oval, going in the Oval Office, right? Okay, uh, yeah. On my list, one of the top ten things would be to uh, to expose, to try or make sure that the uh, previous administration or the previous regime, including but not limited to Hillary Clinton there was an investigation launched I mean an effective one uh, right. by my own justice department that she's put in prison that uh, uh, the uh, former uh, that Lynch and Holder and others would be investigated and put in prison and then summarily dispatched based on the verdict, legal verdict but the the very very first thing is when I, when I would walk in that house, the, the White House is to make sure my front door, my back door, my side doors are locked or at least the security is there where incoming people can't do any more damage. And I wouldn't share it with the people at DHS because that's got 10 years of Obama stink all over it. Eight years of Obama stink all over it. The Muslim. You can say that about a lot, a lot
0: of it, right? <laughs> true. True. And I look at Congress as the same thing. We have a new administration, but a lot of the same characters sitting in Congress. And that's, I think, something we need to focus our attention on more is those people, what they're voting on, and hold them accountable, my own opinion. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned um, uh, Soros and the influence
2: he has, and you're right. In Europe, we see some backlash coming against him. There's a new uh, report out today about his activities, uh, him funding... A, a, an attempted government overthrow in Hungary the uh, yes Hungarian uh, foreign minister said what he's doing is anti-democratic he's trying to undermine the government
0: okay and finally somebody's saying something that's what should be being said right now. I feel here in this country big time and when when I look at someone like Soros, uh, he had his hands all over Ukraine in the meddling there and going in, in, in in doing things there now. Also, he's, he just openly backed half of a billion dollars on the migrants or these refugees, whatever they want to call them, that are flooding into Europe. And what we've seen from them are these were guys, they had fake IDs, they were stashing at borders, they're, they're, they have brand new clothes, cigarettes, jackets, and it's almost like an army that has been sent in. And from what I've seen, France and Germany have just been pummeled by the whole thing. And I, and you know that Merkel and Holland have to know that George Soros put $500 million on the backs of these guys. That is an act of war, in my opinion. You're being invaded. Mm-hmm. And no one's saying nothing. They're not saying nothing against him at this point. I feel like they should be coming out saying what uh, Hungary's doing. And... um. You know, you have the country of Macedonia. The people are coming together out of that country with a thing called SOS, the stop Soros operation. And, uh, people are waking up to it. It's just It's just, uh, I think it's a matter of time before other countries catch on. And I'm hoping it's rather sooner than later that it happens here in this country because you're going to see this. George Soros openly throughout these groups stated that once Trump was in office, they were going to wage attacks his one first 100 days in office. So we're just getting started and they laid this out months ago. I covered this months ago and they were open about it and what they planned to do. And now we're starting to see the first waves of what they promised. I mean, we we discovered the Craigslist ads. We, I mean, like I said, they just dumped the signs on the ground. We know that they're there. We've seen them time and time again. Um, Throughout this whole election, we've seen Soros is meddling. One of his lead campaign.
1: Uh, Let me ask you something: Why in the hell can't we get this guy arrested for
0: treason, sedition? That's what I said. That's what I say. That's what I say. And, and, And I'm starting to think it's going to take a coming together and filing something like a suit is what it's going to take. And what I've been in search of for the longest time out here in the independent media realm is a good lawyer where are you at we need you where's the righteous warrior lawyers that are ready to represent their country and their people and are ready to put in the time and the effort to do it because we put in a lot of time and effort to get the truth out. And we All pay a big
1: this. price. You pay That's a right. big price. We pay a big price. People don't understand the price you pay, the price we pay, the price of the fight. <sighs> and, and man, I'll tell you something. If, if there are lawyers, and I know, I know there are lawyers listening to this broadcast. Trust me, I know. But now, now I'm talking about the good lawyers now. Uh <laughs> stop laughing, Eric. And seriously, answer the call if there are attorneys constitutional attorneys listening to this. Uh let's get together. Let's show the force. Get behind Dabu. Get behind the the independent media. I didn't mean to interrupt and go on a rant, but uh
0: No, that that's good because I mean even if they don't personally want to be their name in the spotlight, you can at least play the part in coaching us and telling us what we've got to do to take the legal steps to get someone like this behind bars or into a court to where there's a warrant at least put out for him then if there's an international warrant put out for him or something like that on, on charges then he's a wanted man then he can't step foot in this country and that changes things he can't just sit up there in New York anymore uh, so then where's he go if you have cu- countries rising up like Hungary and others, he's going to end up running out of places to go. And it's my belief this man has gotten his billions by raping and pill- pillaging uh, the people to this point. Take, take, take his whole life in just his actions have, have, have shown it. To me, if a Robin Hood came along and threw this man in jail and took his wealth and spread it to all the poor, it would be a righteous thing.
1: I agree. And he did make his money, his big, big, big money off of the, uh, UK economic crash of the UK. Uh, before that, of course, he worked with the Nazis when he was a teenager, a very, very young, young teenager, but nonetheless. And then, of course, he made his money off the misery and suffering of many people. And, and, and people don't, don't, a lot of people don't understand that when you, when you, uh, invest in the stock market, you've got winners and losers. And we're talking about real, Money wins and real money losses. So, but having, but, but it's made easier. It's made easier when you know the outcome before you place your bet or buy your stock or, or hedge your bet, so to speak. So, you're right. You're right. So, no, I 100% agree with you, but, so, but let, let's pull this back a little bit because I'm interested. You're, I, I like this look at the big picture and you do too. Um, the big picture here is what's unsettling, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: And we were talking in the first hour, um, about, you know, the last 10 years in, in the world of politics and how, you know, from Obama, what Obama's actions in his, uh, administration during the eight years of presidency, how we saw at, at the Tea Party, uh, was one of the first things that came out of the Obama presidency on the opposition. Obviously, it wasn't violent. It wasn't anything like what we see now, but there were people, you know, coming out, Calling themselves patriots, um, speaking out for you know, getting back to the the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, but then you know as we move along through Obama's presidency, there were you know actions that he took that the Republicans would disagree with, or even the Democrats would disagree with. But then there was you know these scandals that he never was held accountable for, from Fast and Furious to Benghazi to you know the uh, Arab Spring, just right. all these things that in my mind there were crimes against humanity in in a way. Right, especially, right. you know, having the influence to overthrow governments sending, you know, machine guns to terrorists in the Middle East while telling people here at home that there's no reason anybody should have a gun trying to ban guns. I wonder how much of that was intentional due to to get a rise out of the opposition political base. And then we just saw Trump being put in there and then you know, we saw the media and everybody else go with it. You know, those who didn't vote for Trump in, you know, grabbing the bait and buying into this, uh, hysteria, you know, that Trump's Hitler. And it seems like they're, they're pouring gasoline on this fire that they've created for a purpose yet to be seen. You
0: have any thoughts on that? It just seems like uh, you said it, the stoke in the fire and, uh, it, Ultimately, I think they want chaos. Um, it's a big problem. I mean, Trump himself, he had to see it the whole time he was going through, uh, the debates, even with Hillary, it was three on one. Whether you were for him or against him, it was obvious that there was, uh, the mainstream was geared against him and for Hillary. Uh, even so much as saying he didn't have a chance of winning at all, you know, mm-hmm. and it, all these other things. But it was all lies, just more proof of their lies and deception, blatant lies and deception. He ends up pulling it off. And um, to me, like I said, that would be my first executive order, uh, the dismantling of this establishment-controlled, you know, Rupert Murdoch has reigns over part of this, it's George Soros' buddy, uh, another billionaire. You know, all these guys, he's... They have all this power, and they're not good men, and uh, there has to be a change. Uh, there has to be somebody that's ready to hold them accountable, in my opinion. Um, some hope that that will be true. Um, to me, if it's not, you people got four years to get it right, and to me, you can't win the race if you don't have a horse in the race. And that's key, because if you let them four years from now fill the stage with Rand Paul and Bush... And crews and all these goons again, hand picked from the same establishment, you don't have no one that's blue collar representing you and me, and that's what we need and It may be a dangerous travel, but that's what we need, and someone ready to do it and to get up on that stage and represent the people, and the people got to get behind them but we we have we do have that. I believe in
1: Donald J. Trump right now to at least to the extent,
0: uh, well, from what we've seen so far.
1: Do you agree or do you disagree? Well, it's
0: a, it's a time thing. Like I say with Trump, in my own opinion, it's, it's about accountability. And yeah, he's in there now. He's, he's, he's making moves. So now it's sit back and let him see if he comes through on the things that he says. Now there's some things that he says that I have problems with because I don't understand, it brings me back to my my point before. He stated Obama is the founder of ISIS, and they funded, they created. If you know that, then he is a damn war criminal. He needs to go to jail. (laughs) You know, that's my problem. You ran the whole campaign on Hillary for prison. She needs to go to jail. I don't let those two things just slide off to the side. And in, to me, those are more important than Obamacare, TPP. Those are first and foremost to me.
2: And you but, off those comments but, about yeah, but, Hillary Clinton going to jail, saying he wasn't going to go after him and hurt him, but which saying?
0: I think I is know.
1: they're mutually exclusive. Well, oh, Hillary,
0: on Hillary's on video saying she she voted to have a, a wall put up, too. Where's the protesters
1: there? Well, true.
2: I think that's, you know, they're they're it's just hypocrisy. protesting Trump. For the sake of protesting Trump, not about what he's really doing. But, well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's only been in
1: there 10 days.
2: And, and uh, right, I've seen speculation, you know, that Trump's actually not going to be the one to launch investigations that once uh, Sessions gets in as Attorney General, then keep your eye out for, you know, these different things that, that come against uh, Clinton
0: and these investigations to be launched. But we'll see. It will be yeah. interesting a year from now. If we were to come back on here a year from now, and kind of evaluate things, it'd be very interesting to see where we sit and what all's been put into motion.
1: Um, I just, I just want to hear some topics I want to talk. We want to talk to you about uh, number, uh, fake news, Pizzagate, uh, to 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 various extents. Okay, so fake news, Pizzagate. Um, of course, you talked that you mentioned George Soros, but people like David Brock, the opposition research. Uh, censorship of the, of the media. And also, uh, gotta ask you about what happened, uh, at the inauguration. Yeah. To you. You got maced, didn't you? Right on. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in any of those, but, Joe, go ahead. I, uh, I interrupt. Yeah, you. I just
2: wanted to make the point that, um, one of the more concerning things about the Trump administration is not the actions of Trump or those around him. It's the, the mindset of the people. And we've talked about this a lot on the show about how it seems like, now that Trump has been elected, a lot of people have decided to take their foot off the gas, thinking, you know, things are going to be smooth sailing for the next four years, or whatever the mindset is. Just, um, you know, they I'll don't have that intensity anymore of, you know, paying attention to what's going on inside and outside of both parties. And they feel like, um, and a lot of people also feel like it's a reprieve that Trump got in. But the the problem I have is for those who... Basically, stop paying attention. Saying you know everything's going to be better from here, um, it creates a, a very dangerous atmosphere, especially with the uh, what we see on the left-hand side. And you were at the inauguration; you saw some of what what these protests, these anarchist rioters, uh, firsthand. And I, I know you've been to, to quite a few um, different protests and things around the country. Was this different from? Was the atmosphere different from other ones in the past you've attended?
0: Uh, It was kind of like a culmination of um, different groups, and you know they were all there for this one. I will say it was different. Um, I mean, you know, Occupy really opened up my my eyes, and then as soon as Ferguson happened, that's where it began for me. My my journey as being a journalist and hitting the streets really went to a different level right there because. That was the first time I was here in America, and I felt like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in a war zone. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. There's cops up in people's backyards and hills, with or uh, National Guard with laser beams and helicopters and armored vehicles, and I mean, it was just, it was my first taste of it, and I got to encounter RevCom and Black Lives Matter for the first time there, and um, that sent the tone for everything to me, because... Now I wasn't at home listening to other people's reports trying to figure out what was really going on. I got to get down here and see firsthand that there were groups that were huddled together. Basically, they were taking turns for the camera. And it seemed so staged. And these groups of 8, 10, 12 people would jump up in front of the cameras, be shouting all this stuff, doing all this stuff, and then they'd whisper, get on their phones, and they'd be gone. And then another group would show up. It was so... It, I seen there was like... It was organized and timed. And I started looking deeper into it and started to find out that they were holding meetings where they were training these people. And when I dug further and further, I come to meet leaders and all this other stuff and find out that it was Black Lives Matter. They were paying these people. we seen the checks. Then we found out the money was coming from George Soros, $32 million. uh It was sent down through the Moore Foundation directly uh, for that. And that changed things for me because um i seen... That this is this is way bigger than I ever thought, and then Cleveland, Baltimore, all these other places I've been to in the streets, um, they, they all added to that along the way. And then D.C., all the characters were there. If 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 there was a group missing in like Cleveland or Baltimore when I was there, or something like that, that they, they were all there in D.C. That's for sure. And um, they came out the woodwork the very first night that I was there, the 19th, in front of the Deplorable. Now, which was in- interesting too.
2: That is interesting. Was there overlap with, uh, is that what you're saying? That there was overlap with the people involved in these different protests uh, around the well, country yeah, until it, the inauguration?
0: Well, yeah. There, all the groups showed up. And, you know, at, at one point, many of these groups came together. And at the Deplorable, the Deplorable was more or less a target. And, uh, I'll, I'll finish up talking about this once we come back from break. But this, uh, the atmosphere was, Was pretty wild and it was stoked. Provocateurs, call it what you will, there's true protesters out there, but then there's obviously the provocateurs. And, uh, like I said, I'll talk more about the specifics of those groups when we come back from the break. All right, folks, you're listening to the Hagman
2: Report with our guest, Dabu 7. Go to his YouTube channel, D A H B O O 7 7. Dabu 7, also undergroundworldnews.com. We'll be right back after these short messages. Stay with us.
1: Hagman and the Hagman Report, HagmanReport.com, bookmark it, Hagman and the Hagman.com. That's for the show information, show prep, or for the venues, access to the venues, and the watch our show. We're on YouTube Live, we're on BTR, we're on Global Star Radio Network. Thank everybody at the Global Star Radio Network for the fine job they do as well. Speaking of Global Star, you know, Dr. Ted Broer, healthmasters.com, is on Global Star right it's of course before our broadcast, and right afterwards. So, tune in to uh, Ted and Austin Broer. But speaking of Ted and Austin Broer, have you? I don't know, folks. Have you tried this? I've been taking Cortisol Buster. Oh, it's a new product from Health Masters. You want focus? You want laser-like focus? You got laser-like focus. I can, in fact, I'm looking. I can see through Eric right now. I'm so focused, uh, actually, and I'm de-stressed. I don't you know, I don't walk around with a forty five in my hand anymore. A cortisol buster helps your body resist and recover from the effects of everyday stress. Components of this multifunctional formula have been shown to support healthy cortisol levels. It helps alleviate the occasional fatigue. It promotes mental clarity and supports relaxation and restful sleep. This is like an all in one. In addition to the multivitamin, Cortisol Buster, you got to take it. Oh, it's good stuff, Thirty nine ninety nine, But here's the deal. Doug 5, that's D-O-U-G 5 for 5% off. Uh, order Cortisol Buster. Go to healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Cortisol Buster. Doug 5, D-O-U-G, the number 5. Okay, that's healthmasters.com. Try it. You'll like it. All right. Now, uh, speaking of and, liking things, go ahead. And uh, if you guys want uh, to hear what Ted said about it on
2: on our show Friday, uh, starting in the second segment, seven thirty, he spent the half hour or oh, uh, yeah. a lot of the time in that segment talking about the uh, benefits of the, the cortisol buster. So, All right. make sure for more information, you go there or send Ted an email. We're talking uh, this hour with Dabu Seven. That's his his YouTube handle. His website is undergroundworldnews.com. dot com. And we've been getting into, uh, the political division in this country, the Soros back protests, the media manipulation and bias
1: that we see. Um, but we got to ask you, what happened at the deplorable ball where you got, you got hit with
0: mace? What was that all about? Oh, that, that was just part of working the front lines out there. Um, it it happens sometimes. I mean, either you sit on the sidelines or you get out in the field and you play and, It just happens. You know, like I said, you can sit on the sidelines, out there. You know, all too often I see the media, the mainstream media, in a a little cage, a protective cage like they were in Ferguson. And also up there in D.C., of course, they had a whole huge section caged off. But um, if you want to get and see what's going on on the front lines, you got to get up there near the action. And, you know, I go to the best of my ability with my press tags hanging off my neck, full view, But when it gets heated and it gets tense and someone throws a brick from behind you and it hits the front line of cops, they're blasting. And that's what happened that night. I took a direct shot from their cannon right to the face, my my left eye. I was live streaming at the time, but for some reason the audio was out. I did catch the footage of it happening, though. um, You could see it hitting hitting the camera. Same thing happened to me in Baltimore was on the front line standing with the the guys down there and they came and did the same thing. What's interesting is everywhere I've been the National Guard has always been cordial. They've always backed off from my experience. Even in Ferguson they were called in to sick us. They surrounded us. sergeant stopped right next to me and said we're not doing this and pulled them back. It was a defining moment in how I view and respect these individuals out there because they could have beat us down they said, we're not doing it. They left, and then the cops came in with their batons trying to do just that, beat people down, just hit them upside the head. And, and there's a different mentality out there, I see. And that's one of the reasons I think they eventually called the troops out of Ferguson, because they weren't doing what they wanted them to do. And um, to me, it seems like they had the police forces trained with a different mentality. Um, and depending on the climate, that was the Brown Michael Brown and the cop. They had the police forces, worked up with their own stuff in their head. But in D.C., it was just all around tense because groups were coming from everywhere. We showed up at Union Terminal on the day of the inauguration, and at one point we were standing there, and we were like, okay, here's one group, here's another group, there's a third group, oh, here we got another massive group coming up around the bend over here get up in a position to film that fourth group, turn around, here's another fifth group coming from another street, massive group, making their way up to all these groups converging. Then they start to make their way into Union Station. And then it's just it becomes chaos. And there's so many people all over the place, it just becomes chaos. And that's the best way I can describe it. You either keep up with the flow and try to keep up with the flow of how everything's moving or get lost in it or left behind. Because some of the crowds, especially up there, they can grow massive and they can swell, consume the whole street for blocks. And when you have multiple groups converging like they did also at McPherson, um in near Franklin, that's when you start to have what I noticed is these factions there was a lot of people up there in black. And a lot of groups called for people to show up in black. Why? But why? Well, that I don't know, that was their own I don't know. That was their own. You could see, read it on their different websites. They would call for people to show up in all black and masks and everything uh, too. And mask and everything. But yet there was, there was independent people up there with mask, mask on too that uh, weren't up there stirring stuff up just for their own protection. Hell, there was even a biker up there that was covered up with a, with a mask on. All right. Um, and, and you know, people do that in some instances to protect themselves and especially on the front line. I mean, in all reality. In a, in a situation like that, a journalist should have a mask on, a gas mask on. Yeah. Seriously, because they start dropping different chemicals besides just the pepper spray, um, the flashbangs, dispensing rubber bullets, and, and just different chemicals. We were smelling different chemicals in the air there that I couldn't explain. I do not know what it was. Um, we couldn't get a beat on it, but it was something else. And also, we noticed that when we travel the streets... When live streaming, we can travel with tens of thousands of people in the streets and we can live stream the whole event the whole way. But for some reason, every time it comes down to the clash with the cops, there's nowhere near the amount of people. It's a way smaller group, but it's almost like a dome is put up. And we've experienced this many of us streamers in mass at the same time where we can't get tweets out. All of a sudden our live streams are cut. Everything, And you have to literally fall back a block or two to get outside of this zone, and then all of a sudden all of our phones explode with all of our tweets coming through and all this stuff. So there's technical barriers up there that you face, especially in D.C., because last time we were up there, they stripped me and Eric's phones down to nothing. They stripped his down to nothing but what was on the SIM card, and they had my phone where it was just constantly just shutting off and coming back on whenever it wanted
1: okay you're you're talking about you're still in possession of your phone ex however um electronically they're 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 stripping out the uh the data yes all right in real in, time okay in real time now while you're now you're while you're embedded with these groups um identification identity uh you got revcom you've got uh what other groups well,
0: most of them, I mean, you have your, like, when I set up shop down there uh, with my first major stream, the largest crowd that was blocking the gate where the bikers were, which was interesting, was Black Lives Matter. All right. And they it was a massive group, and they were calling out cameramen. I mean, they targeted our guys. They targeted Eric and Philly, and they were targeting everyone. But what I found was really strange is Chris Cox and seven bikers walked out, and no one said a word. It was really weird, and then after that, that whole group moved down around the corner between two buildings where no one could see them and slowly dissolved. And you didn't—I didn't see any Black Lives Matter flags flown or anywhere up near the chaos. Those were like different groups. I mean, you had Disrupt J20 that was up there, uh, RevComs, you had uh, Black Block. Um, there's all kinds of different groups that, that were coming at the Woodwork. Then you had teenagers, and that's the problem with some of these false movements. That hit the streets. Teenagers, youth that have nothing better to do, see this action in the street, in the streets, and it attracts them. And next thing you know, you've got locals that are out there smashing bricks and and, and throwing eggs because up at the, the poor ball, that's exactly what they were doing. As right. people were coming out the front door, they were throwing eggs at them. Oh yeah, in all kinds <laughs> of stuff. And um when okay. you're in well, that's the, that atmosp- well, atmosphere, atmosphere gets chaotic.
2: This definition of what a provo- provocateurs do uh, whether they're paid provocateurs by government or by a privately funded source and, and you, you mentioned, have the mob mentality yeah. you go in you stir up trouble you fall back let the the people who are there who got all worked up from your actions go in and and you know create the real trouble and take the real um the consequences for that trouble
1: it seems. I, I seem to get the feeling that it, that's what your gut was telling you about when you were describing about that one group that came and then disappeared, disbanded.
0: Yeah, and that's what they do. They would. They would. Whenever you see these smaller groups just disappear around the corner, you know it's kind of like, uh-uh, where are they going? And then. Within 15, 20 minutes, you start hearing, boom, flashbang grenades. I mean, it was like bombs going off in D.C. Me and Eric looked at each other. We were like, what the hell is happening? We ran all the way through Franklin Park. Well, everyone else is running away from it. We ran head on into it. And then when you get up there, it's like a war zone. Literally, it's the the banging going off. And it's so chaotic, bricks flying. And we watched, I watched right there on footage, them hit their own people. There's people launching a brick from the back, hit another person that was, wasn't a cop on the very front line, caught him right in the head. I mean, it can happen to anyone. Um, they come, they go watch them sucker punch many people and knock the guy out cold within 10 feet, 10 feet of me. And it can get
1: crazy. So obviously we're not talking about protests. We're not even talking about your, your conventional riot by definition. You're talking about individuals or entities within these groups that are deliberately causing damage. Chaos. In, in chaos, but but from within, uh, obviously. In other words, okay, so, so, so there's a method here that the press isn't reporting that you've witnessed firsthand, and, and in fact, you felt firsthand.
0: Yeah, I mean, hell, they, they have meetings and train these people. They were training these groups day in and day out the days leading up to the inauguration. I mean, they were renting places out. They were housing these people, busing them in. I mean, it's a full-blown operation. That's what we're up against, and that's why I say we've got to find a way to counter this false movement. There has to be a, a righteous one that, that happens. There has to be the people that call this fakeness out, because I don't want to see them provoke something crazy, like I said before, of them stripping our freedoms. Sure.
1: You know. and and and, and Dubu, going back to um really the start, you know when you look back over the year, fake news that was the big operational uh right after pizza gate right after the uh release of the uh Podesta emails, and Pizzagate kind of took hold. you saw fake news that narrative being formed, and it almost seems like yeah, we are getting set up now you've experienced um the blowback from fake news in a number of different ways right
0: well fake news i mean how i see what they did is they were in damage control is kind of how i felt with right. the release of a pedestal, i felt like the fake news it was just popping off shots at anything um and i mean then they were constantly distributing fake news like they blamed russia and put out that report and then they come to find out it wasn't true and problem is, is with the propaganda, they plant the seed up front, and millions of people see it, and when the retraction comes out, they don't air it the same. They'll put it out maybe on a page somewhere, but those millions of people only remember that initial report, and it's all part of the PSYOP, in my opinion, here with the fake news. It's damage control for them, and to try to discredit people like us out you, here that are right. trying to get the truth out. Censorship. It's a yes. form
1: of censorship,
0: and you know mm-hmm. we've been accused...
1: Uh, of, of being purveyors of fake news, which I look at that and I think, okay, um, but it's a, it's a, it's probably, it's a problem when we become the story or you become the story. The targeting you. Yes, exactly. And usually
0: it means you're doing something right. You only catch flack when you're over the target. Right. Right. And we've got some holes in the wings
1: to prove it, but. But right. you now they, they, they. Uh, when I say they, I'm talking about YouTube and in your various channels. I mean, you've been affected by this, right? What do you mean, as far as?
2: Well, I mean, we've seen people, uh, you know, mostly people who've gone out to do independent journalism, alternative uh, journalism, who talk about certain things like Islam, ISIS, Pizzagate, have their channels demonetized, have their channels, you know, wiped out, numbers.
0: Oh with. yeah, oh yeah, that's a that's a constant for me. See, so, yeah, I mean, you you talk about things like keywords, like uh, say Russia, Ukraine, anything like that, ISIS, all that. Yeah, that it's a soft form of censorship when they're not uh, monetizing your stuff or sending it out to your audience, sending them the email, letting them know you're live or anything like that, not posting you up there like they are the other people, putting you at the bottom of the search. Yep. Um, you know, manipulating your numbers uh, where you, when you know things ain't right, it's it's a big form of censorship that we deal with, and I really feel like our hands are tied. We can't do nothing against it. I mean, but keep trying to talk about it.
1: Exactly, and I'm glad you said that because. We, and we're on your side, and we are all in this together. And that right. that's one thing, you know, Dabu, um, this is one thing that I really think we need to drive home with all of the independent media. The fact is this. If we don't get together and form a cohesive offensive in this with a, when I say offensive, I'm talking about a good defense as well as getting ahead of whatever the narrative is, we're not going to be around and we, so we need to work with one another we need to, to promote one another we need to back one another when you're right. backed into a corner you know um we need to have, come to your aid and vice versa so i i agree
0: i agree with that uh yeah and, yeah and people should be like that as a whole they should be ready to step up for other people and in 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 really it's time people get up and get proactive i mean because I think that's the only way that it's going to stop or counter this false movement. There needs to be, and I say it all the time, accountability. You see these protests, lighting garbage cans on fire, busting out windows and places. But when was the last time we seen a massive protest take it to the governor's mansion or take it to his office to get some answers because your your tax dollars pay for it after all? That's what needs to happen. You don't have to go with pitchforks. Just your numbers. Your sheer numbers are power. And If you and a group of 10, 15 people show up at the office, talk, have lunch, show up every day that week, you're going to start to prove point, and then you have to listen because that's why they're there. And if they don't want to listen, when it comes time to vote, you remember that, and you share with everyone what you went through, and then you make a change there. You vote someone in that will do the job. I tell people all the time, you may not be able to make it to D.C., but you've got a congressman and a senator in your own backyard. You can take it right there. In your own backyard. Start start the fight there.
1: Take the yeah. fight to them. And you know, the left does this, the progressives do this, the Marxist Communists do this. The people who, who mouth off about Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. It's amazing to me that the proponents of Black Lives Matter could give two Dams about the the uh unborn about the lives of the unborn or about the about white people or about the uh, the suffering of eh, well i can go on i'm i'm not gonna rant but uh, anyway uh yes so hum okay um just gotta gotta ask you too when you were in at, when you were there on the front lines what was the conversation w- 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 were there directives given i mean did you see any structure at all? aside from the obvious, or um, what, I mean,
0: what was it like? I mean, you have your small factions running around whispering, and they seem to already have their plan. They just kind of will whisper and tap and run along, and there's so many different groups that uh it's pretty much how it operates. I mean, some people are out there not causing chaos, and then there's the obvious provocateurs that are obviously doing it, but it's a lot of whispering, and I mean, when you're in a crowd, a lot majority of the people are have their faces covered and backpacks on, and it's a war zone. It's and a lot of times I notice they like to play music, and this is another issue Aggressive I almost music they, or they or well music. they just like to play whatever music, and what we've come to find out is this is a tactic they've been using to where we have to mute out because if we don't. They hit our channels and they hit our our pages with copyright strikes, and they will they will yeah. they will come directly to the channel looking to find. It. It's a tactic that's been used on us, and I've got oh, hit
1: by. It whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second. Yeah, explain this because now, now, this is a good point. I I don't think people realize this tactic. So, can you, for for people who are not really familiar with the YouTube, um, or, or the live streaming aspect of this. When you say play music, explain this. Uh...
0: Yeah, a car could go by, or you could be out like we were at the RNC in Cleveland, and they would just be at the main place where we were set up filming, where all the people gathered. They started playing music, and they won't play the well, they'll play the radio stuff that's going to catch you a strike or something like that. Or sometimes they'll have their own people there. This, this is what happened to me in Cleveland. A guy that was on stage, some no name individual was up there singing and it was in part of my video clip and he came personally and found it and, and hit me with the strike. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I wasn't even, I was just covering the event and I can only imagine how many other people caught a strike that were there in an open park, freely filming, watching this guy and he went and he, he returned the favor by hitting them all with strikes. And this that is
1: was, a, right, and this is a folks this is what I was talking about before, this is a form of lawfare. Which is the it goes directly to censorship, and and this is huge. People need to understand how how horrible this is. When I say lawfare, I'm not just talking. I mean this is what this is a tactic of the enemy, and I'm so glad you brought that up because
0: three strikes, your channel's done. Yep. Oh man. All right. But it's a tactic that you can also use back, if you think about it, if you're out at these events and you have your own music and it's copyrighted and you play it and they want to be live streaming, guess who gets to turn the tables? True. Hmm.
1: I, I
2: guess we, I mean, that's a What you're saying about is
1: that for a second.
2: we have to create new tactics. We have to mm-hmm. go after them. Lawfully, but in the same ways that they go after us. I I saw an article from, um, it was maybe the third or ninth of January that talked about how to go after, you know, Bright Balt and the alternative media by, you know, going after their sponsors and, and we've dealt with that firsthand. But we need to understand their game plan and we need to, not that what they do is effective, the organization and, and, you know, throwing money at people to do what you want, I guess that's effective. And we wouldn't be able to come at it from that perspective. We don't have the backing of the corporate media. and None right. of support, us do. But I mean,
0: That's the biggest problem. We come from the streets. We come from uh, our, we're not paid. We're not controlled. There's no strings attached. That's a plus for the people, but at the same time, the downfall is we don't have that funding that's being funneled through the B system, all these sellouts. Right. And that's part of the problem.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at you know the pundits on Fox, CNN, MSNBC, they're making multimillion dollars a year. They're not even journalists.
0: Right, they and, and they get flown to wherever they need to go, they get their equipment paid for, their hotels paid for, they get all that covered. That's, when we go to these places, we're covering all that.
1: You, you stay Good. in the Motel 6 or the Super 8, not that there's anything bad about those. You pay for your own equipment, you got, I mean, travel expenses? Tr- yeah, tr- everything,
0: everything. All nine, whole nine, and, and only if there's people out there that, uh, wanna come and, and, throw a donation every now and then our way to help, um, do sure. we get anything? And I've you know, I've been through run of the mill and trying to find ways to fund us to keep us up and floating and it, it's it's a big problem. All I know to do is just to keep on trucking and to get where we can and um keep trying to cover things to the best of our ability and, and keep our head up. And hopefully someone righteous out there um that can help in that way, hears us at some point and does bless someone here with the opportunity to make the changes that need to be made Um, because when the mainstream media that's controlled by the establishment is broken down, there has to be good, righteous outlets to rise up and take over the airwaves that are trusted, already established, and and ready to do on a broader scale what we've been doing, but actually reach everybody in America, how nice would that be? You know, if this message reached every TV every night,
2: yeah, that would you know, certainly change uh, man, some perceptions out I, there.
1: I, I love this guy.
2: Absolutely. And we, we have um, two minutes left before before we're, we're uh, done with the, the hour. Uh, Dabu, I want to ask you, based on everything we've seen this last, uh, you know, ten days with the Trump administration going into full effect and we see the amount of media backlash at every turn, regardless if it's positive for national security, constitutional or not, what do you see... In the near future, are we going to see the, and I know we kind of hinted around this, the increase backlash? Are we going to see the, I mean, is the media self-destructing? Are the liberals self-destructing or are they following a strategic game plan and will it increase or will they fizzle out?
0: I see it as order out of chaos. That's what I see them wanting more than anything. They have their control when they keep the people divided. And I don't know how more obvious it is these days when they're letting it be known that they control ISIS, funding it the whole nine. Which, how can anyone let their troops anymore go off the war to fight a fake enemy that the same dark hand is controlling? You know, and that's the thing that I see is um, we have to put a stop to this and keep fighting the fight every day. People ask me all the time, "What can I do?" Well, share the message, um, get it out there. Don't be afraid to talk about truth, and don't be afraid to have a difference in opinion. Because me and the guys I'm with all the time, we have difference of opinion, but we don't say, the hell with you, we're never talking again. We learn from each other. We grow that way. We don't see eye to eye on everything, but you got to learn to advance together.
2: Absolutely right. W7-DAHB-0077 on YouTube. Underground, Underground World, World News. News. Yep. Underground World .com. News com is the website. W, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, keep up. Thanks good for order. having me
0: on, man. I appreciate it, and you guys do the same. Hey, let's keep in touch, brother. All right. Definitely. All right. You yeah, have a good night. Much love, everybody. When we come back, we're going to continue
2: to get into uh, what's important in the news. it's I'm going to uh, come out swinging this hour, next hour. I don't know what that means. I'm going to come out swinging. Well, to watch my dad swing. Come back in the next hour. We'll be right back.
1: Wait, 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 wait a minute. Gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, you know uh, we we have the best audience in the world. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your belief and trust in us. You know, um, I said I was going to come come out swinging, and what I meant by that is this: you know, I I hope people understand that we—that's you two—we are in a war. Some of us are a little bit more high profile than others but we're in the same war, we're fighting the same battles, if you're listening to this you're fighting the same battles we are you're, uh, we have the same common enemies we we are facing Islamic terrorism, Muslim terrorism, it's about time somebody says Muslim terrorism, we are facing the uh, the battle against the moral takedown of our country the, for decades we have been subjected to and subjugated to the perversity of the globalists of the people in power we have been told that the immoral is to be celebrated and the moral should not be tolerated because tolerance of the moral or even uplifting of what is moral is intolerable it's backwards, upside down and backwards, it's inside out and you remember Van Jones saying top down, bottom up remember that? Outside in, inside out. This is to me, this is exactly what he meant but we have far too many people today who would choose to be divisive who would choose to throw a punch against the people who are trying to make a difference who would choose to to throw others under the bus who make it their you know, it's amazing to me that we are in the fight of our lives. And if you don't believe that, if you think that's just hype, then you know what? Contact contact your doctor and tell them that I've diagnosed your problem for you. That you need a surgeon. Because your head is not where it's supposed to be. It's so far up your backside, you're suffering from rectal cranial inversion. So, I don't know. Depending on the depth of how how far it's up there, you might need a proctologist or a general surgeon. But here's the thing. If you look at the social networking, social websites. If you talk to people, if you get out of your pajamas and and I'm not talking to our audience here. I'm talking to people who are listening to this for cause. If you get out of your pajamas and out of your mother's basements or out of your kid's house in some respects instances. And join the fight against the real powers of darkness, the purveyors of evil, the perversity out there. Well, you need to do that. You need to join the fight. You need to stop fragging the friendlies and get out there and join the fight. You know, earlier today there's one thing I want to mention. You may not think I'm just going to say this. You may not think that those emails that were found on Huma Abedin's hard drive, Anthony Weiner's hard drive, you may not think that they made any difference or that anything was done with them. Uh, Don't be so sure. Bucks County, Pennsylvania today. Do you, do, you, do you see what happened in Bucks County? I
2: read yeah just enough to Stop. get the grip yeah of what happened.
1: It's a horrible. Okay, folks, listen to me. Okay, story. I, I, I okay. Um, just trust me when I tell you that there are people out there that have seen things that are, the law enforcement officers that have seen things that are not putting up with with any crap or they're they're unleashed. They're not watchmen, they're lawmakers unleashed. And they're taking bits and pieces what they can, um and doing what they can. And, and Okay. In a separate matter, Bucks County. Uh there were arrests made in a pedophilia case. Where these idiots, these morons, the, the purveyors of perversity were dressed up like animals raping young children. Do I need to go on? I don't think so. But that about sums it up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, back in March of last year, I had my book published, Stained by Blood, that talked about my the investigation about the murder of my uncle. And if you haven't read it, I would ask you just to go to Amazon and buy it. And if you want a signed copy, you can, you can go to Stained by Blood and uh, order it via Stained by Blood, and I'll give you a signed copy or a personalized copy. But, but see, back in 1987, when I was in, involved in that investigation, I had no clue of what I was investigating because there were two investigations one was the murder of my uncle the other was this satanic ritual abuse thing that was going on I was familiar with murder I wasn't familiar with this got familiar real quick that's not to sell my book that's to say that that Pizzagate Pedagate that existed back then and it's existed obviously for a long time but the fact of the matter is Um, We are in the fight, a big fight right now. We need to be fully armed with the armor of God, with the armor of man, with the arms of man, and we need to make a stand. And if you're not prepared to make a stand, then get out of the way. Again, I'm not talking to, to our core audience, the people who listen all the time, because I know you are. And I know some of the women who listen to this broadcast have more guts, more courage, frankly, more balls than any guy, most guys I know. And if that's offensive to you, I don't care. But it's about time we lose our fear of being ostracized on social media. And we we make a stand and we say, look, this is the way it's got to be. I'm tired of the 3%, or actually 1.5%, of the homosexual crowd calling the shots. Or if I don't agree with somebody, if I don't agree with uh, their lifestyle, don't force it upon me. Don't do that.
2: We're beyond that, because if you don't even agree with the political ideology, you're putting yourself at risk for... Physical violence. We've seen that exactly. so many
1: times. What, I mean, to but there's a, go- there's a, wait a second. There's a problem. I see a big problem when Milo, when Milo has go, Milo, Milo, Milo is his name, right? That's, he's, about the University of, of, uh, New Mexico. When he is standing up and talking, now, now this guy works for Breitbart, Milo, um, and, and he's, a, he's a reporter for Breitbart. You know who he is. He's flamboyant, uh, he, homosexual. That, that's right. When he, the the problem is when when colleges are banning him because he wants to talk about the marriage between feminism and Islam, and he's got to stand up there and wear a Kevlar vest and get shouted down, even at the University of New Mexico. Get shouted down by these hijab wearing Muslim women who frankly, maybe they're doing the audience a favor by keeping their heads covered. You that's know, that's the way I look at it.
2: One of the things that's interesting is the, the feminist movement and the, the gay rights movement that is, um, supporting, you know, the Sharia law and Islam for whatever reason, because Look at, in, in the Middle East, in these countries, uh, homosexuals get stoned or
1: murdered. And we're not talking about, you know, hey, man, got a fatty. No. We're talking about rocks. Yeah. Not those rocks. Rocks. Earth.
2: I mean, they, they're, they're murdered. Women um, are systematically murdered and treated as property. And yet, you have these feminist and gay rights groups that are trying to stand up for what would be their own destruction if they really got what they wanted.
1: Yeah, and I got to look at these I got to look at these women, which makes you wonder why. Yeah, so what in the hell is wrong with you? Where is your critical thinking? Are are you what's wrong with you? What's not working right up there? That would be like what's all not of us right
2: protesting for martial law or, you know, some kind of tyrannical oppressive uh government that controls, you know, all your behaviors and and your actions. It just does not
1: make sense. But here we are. When things don't make sense, okay, there are stupid people out there. I mean, there are people... Yeah, and you can't fix stupid no matter how hard you try. So don't even try. If you're Okay, so we'll put those aside. So that's a small percentage. I mean, when they're passing out brains, when God's passing out brains, they, they fail to get in line. All right, so you can't fix stupid. So, but that's very small percentage but the the indoctrination the brainwashing that our young people and people of even my generation had gone through but your generation and when you look at these these kids in college campuses they lack the critical thinking to understand if you are the, the the biggest violator of women's rights are the muslims now, what's so hard to understand? Yet you've got these women who are embracing the Muslims. What's wrong with this? Where are there? Where is your critical thinking skills? The the homosexuals who say, "Oh, I'm a Muslim today." Well, if you were, you'd be tossed off a building or hung from a bridge. What's wrong with you? Where's your critical thinking skills? Are you that brainwashed? You live in America, and if you are a Muslim, you wear a Muslim woman, as, as I saw at this, with, with Milo at the University of New Mexico, and you're wearing a hijab. If you're not doing that to spare us people, if you're not doing that to spare us from a hideous sight, and you may be doing that, I don't know. You're in America for crying out loud. That's a cultural thing. That's not religious. There's a difference between culture and religion. That's subjugation. If you're okay with your husband having more than one wife, and if you're okay with uh, your having to walk behind your husband, and if you're okay with your vote only mattering or what, counting for half, if you're okay with that, then march away.
2: A lot of these people are, are protesting and uh, standing up or, or using tactics that they are protesting against. You know, we, we see this with the the uh, political correct movement and the resemblances of Trump presidency to Hitler and Nazism. At the same time, they embody the same tactics that Nazis use, the bullying you know the uh it's my way or no way uh claiming that uh, you're for tolerance that you're intolerant towards anybody else's views beliefs opinions or ideas and it it's just i've said it so many times i don't even want to say it anymore it's insanity it, it is. To the point, yeah. it has to be coming from somewhere. It's not organic insanity. It, it's it's coming from not that. It's stupid. demonic. It's demonic. The people who are controlling this are not that stupid. The people in the media, the talking heads, are not that stupid. And it is demonic. And it goes back to what you said earlier. And what, um, you know, this last week, a number of guests had said the spiritual battle is more intense than ever. And that needs to be met with spiritual preparations. We need to continue to pray. We need to make sure that. What we're doing in our relationship with the Lord is intact because things are unraveling. And how far this goes and the, you know, how far this unravels, if we take the mainstream media's word for it, the Egyptian and Libyan pro, the, the revolutions we saw there, how was that started? By protesters, whether paid or not, or rioters, however you want to put it. Right? Well, okay. To yeah. a degree? Uh, no, provocateurs? Well, maybe. of
1: course. The, the, the protests were, uh, but the attacks were organized. We'll just take Libya, for example. And that's kind of like what we see in the political world today. Well, we yes. see more
2: protests for the Trump administration in the last 10 days.
1: Like, than in the last the 10 Trump. years. Yes. Right, right. But, but you've seen more action, more, in, you, the public, and especially the progressive left, um, uh, what, and I look. I understand the aspects of executive orders. I understand they are not uh, following the path of the lawmaking, constitutional lawmaking. However, to what what Trump is doing via executive order is lawful, lawful based on the Constitution, and he's reversing a lot or building upon a lot of what Obama did. So. I like again I go back to cultural whiplash when you are subject subjected to 10 years or 8 years of of just nothing happening and golf games, and the big news is you know uh, uh well, stuff happening, but well, it wasn't being right, uh,
2: given the proper attention that it should by the media, Obama and his policies were shielded right and encouraged by the media and spun to make it look like he was doing something good. One of the best examples in, in the most recent was the Iranian nuclear deal Yes. they even the media protected Obama to the point where Obama um, lifted sanctions against Iran, then gave him them nuclear capabilities at the same time coming out and saying that he was doing this to stop their nuclear program, uh, the nuclear weapons program. But right. at the, what they were doing was just the opposite. Well done. Well done. And the media supported them on this. Just like when, uh, I believe it was Jake Tapper on CNN, talked about the coverage of the media giving Hillary Clinton, he said on air, we did everything we could to give her a free ride and to, to make sure she got elected. There's nothing more we could have done. This is a mainstream media talking head from CNN on air admitting they did everything they could and more to prop up Hillary Clinton and help her win the election.
1: Literally, prop her up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, so, I mean, it's it's frustrating. It is so frustrating well, to have to deal with this day in and day out. And, and but but see, this is why. Okay, and, and I and again, I want to drive this home because we 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 look we're just a couple of guys i'm an investigator by profession joe is as well uh, trying to bring the get the news bring it out to you by way of a christian perspective as well as a truth unfiltered perspective we are not um a part of the establishment media of course if we were do you think you think we'd look like this okay i mean is it, is, <laughs> but but it's a good one you're right uh, but, but seriously, we are attempting to change, enact change, do what we can. Uh, by definition, occupy until he comes, but even, uh, more just to the ground, we are trying to, uh, to save what is left of our representative republic, our country, our nation. And see, we can be both Christians and patriots at the same time. We can be both, uh, uh, truth tellers and uh, uh, I mean we we can have multiple purposes and we need to have multiple purposes but what bothers me and, and I have to go back to this we cannot put our faith in any one man and that's uh, Donald Trump we can't do that we can't be. Uh, we have to change we have to enact change from the bottom up we have to work every day we have to get up in the morning and commit ourselves to make a positive change in our lives and the lives of others and we do that of course through from a christian perspective and the one thing that's not talked about and and i uh, with with respect now circling back to, to uh this uh quote muslim ban uh i'm okay with a muslim ban I'm I would be okay if they said we are gonna stop all Muslims from coming in until they are vetted. I'd be okay with that. Because the Muslims, as we have seen, are the purveyors or behind most of the terrorist attacks. Are they not? Islam, not is, Islam, Islam is, is not Islam is not a religion. nationalist or, right. or the leader of right.
2: terrorist act. Just like uh, it was a, a white Trump supporter who attacked a mosque in Canada yesterday, according yeah, to the news. Until it even wasn't. though it was a, a Moroccan Muslim student who right. was radicalized overseas. But anyway, the well, facts. Well, we, can't, we can't be bogged down by facts.
1: But, but the fact is, Islam is not is not merely a religion. I know some people are. It's hard hard pressed for this. Islam is not a religion. It's it's a it's more of a, a culture than a religion. It's it's a, it's disguised as a religion. It's a political way of life, and until it's called for what it is and i think that so far donald trump and his people have called it for what it is um closer than any other president in the last three decades or since we've been dealing with 9-11 then uh and until that changes we're going to still suffer uh suffer the fools and suffer the foolish but so I'm, i'm very glad that that we are seeing what we're seeing tomorrow night Uh, Trump is going, at 8 o'clock, he's going to announce his selection, and uh, there's a reason for 8 o'clock, and there's a reason for tomorrow, that he's going to announce the selection, and it's part of this, uh, and it's also, there's a reason he's also doing Twitter, the way he's doing it, And, and there's a reason he's I have to check that. Th- I heard he created a YouTube channel, but I'm not sure. Well, they're pushing him. You know, Robert David Steele is going to come be coming on this uh, this week or next week. I, I don't have a schedule in front of me. Robert David Steele is a, an ex-CIA case officer, 28 years in the CIA. He says Trump needs to do three things, three things in the first 90 days, create his own network, TV channel, venue. Uh, the second thing is he needs to, the electoral reform, and he'll explain that next tuesday okay and the third thing there's a third thing that he needs to do uh but he's 100 percent right he's 100 percent accurate on on everything and you know he said he, he he was talking i i heard many of his uh videos and interviews why is it that we could have so many investigations for example on benghazi on libya on on the emails but nothing ever gets done there's two reasons you got bribery And you got, what's the other one? Bribery? Not negligence. Blackmail. 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 You see, the lawmakers in Washington are either on the take or they're afraid of getting exposed, for being exposed perhaps. (laughs) Bribery or blackmail, and that's why. Because, you see, the spying network, the NSA, it's all being done from within. they had surveillance on Obama the moment he became a junior center, audio and video, until such time as they were able to get something on him or they had him or they knew about him going into the uh into the arena. They groomed him for that. But why I mean, as much as Trey Gown looks was, like a pitch. His ball. mentor is Brzezinski yes.
2: was he had Retried, globalist return. ties, you know, um, from as far back as you can uh, look at when his pol- political career, and we've talked about this many times Bill Ayers, Bernardine Dorn, the, the weatherman, the weather underground. Yep, um, yep. They founded his political campaign in their house. And, and uh, you know, having Brzezinski and having the um, sealed college information as he was a foreign, applied for a foreign student. Uh, grant or something like that when he was in college. But all that stuff was sealed and hidden from the public and it could have been something as simple as that, uh, you know, being revealed. Or the birth certificate. Or
1: it could have been something much worse. I, I do believe and this is one thing and, and watching would, watching well, I could just let me just say this. Watching the uh videos when the right or the alternative or I should say independent media when they go out and interview these protesters, I see them unarmed a lot of times with facts. All right. For example, the I, protesters. No, the, the the people on our side. For example, uh. Well, we, and even on social media, even when you have that opportunity to educate others, you know, how many people really know? That a law enforcement commissioned law enforcement body in the form of Maricopa County Sheriff's cold case posse. That was a commissioned law enforcement body. How many people know that nine points of forgery were proven that that White House document that it's not about where Obama was born. It's about that document was a forgery was proven to be a forgery by a law enforcement commission. How many people know that? How many people? Right. right. So we need to get people educated that's the other thing too that's why you listen to these programs I believe, I hope, and I hope we deliver the moment we don't deliver then you need to change the channel but uh, but the bottom line is uh, the, the big picture the big picture here we are fighting really a leviathan uh, this huge enemy but we have God on our side I believe and if we do if we fight the righteous fight, I believe that we can prevail. I really do that. I really believe that. But we n- must never give up. Uh, now, a couple of minutes before the end of the program, folks, I just want to make an announcement. As yeah. you might recall, we have a segment left. Right. I'm sorry that. Yeah. Okay. What was I saying? Before, you said a couple of minutes. Yeah. Before the end of the no. that's just me wanting to, wanting to leave the studio. I guess right. Now, uh, as you might recall from last year, and I want to just make this announcement. We'll be talking more about this as the week progresses. But we began a journey with the Hagman Marketplace. You remember that, the Hagman Christian Marketplace, which is a place where Christian businesses can gather and advertise and self-promote. We had a good turnout initially, and I want to thank each and every one of us. Each and every one of you who supported us, that is. Now, what we'd like to do, my, we brought Jackie on, and one of our duties is to revamp that, the assistant revamping that. And we'd like to announce a reopening of the website, the Hagman Marketplace. If you've got a business that you would like to promote or advertise for a very low cost, please visit hagmanmarketplace.com. If you would like to visit as a regular customer or a consumer, you can sign up on our website or on the website to leave reviews, ratings and such. What we want to do, we want this website to be the go-to place for honorable, trustworthy, Christian biased businesses where you can as a Christian you, you this is your place to go for those who fell through the cracks initially we want to take care of you make you a member of our founders club and if that is you uh, send a mail uh, send an email to my daughter Jackie okay and uh, yes I am my daughter is actually here in the studio What's your email, honey? Okay, it's jackie at hagmanreport.com. So if you're part of the initial uh, businesses who fell through the cracks because of us, jackie at hagmanreport.com. We'll right back. <laughs>
2: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our final segment of this Monday edition of the Hagman Report. Uh, we've had a great show so far. We were talking about the what's happened over the weekend with the immigration executive order, the temporary ban 90 days to expand the vetting of Muslim refugees from seven countries. And it's important to note that it's only a 90-day ban, or if you, I don't even like calling it a ban. It's a 90-day prohibition where the vetting process is going to be uh, the information that that people go over in vetting these refugees is going to be expanded and extended. And it's a temporary ban. We saw the backlash and the protesters at the airport. We talked about that, and then we had Dabu7 join us uh, in the second hour. And we got his take on a lot of things that are going on right now, the political division, uh, him covering the inauguration protests and the uh, organizational aspect of so many of the protests, from Black Lives Matter to... What we saw in Washington, D.C. with the Disrupt J20 protests and how this is being coordinated and funded by uh, some very you know, rich and, and powerful people like George Soros. Um, and we're going to cover some news in this segment. Uh, a couple things I wanted to hit. Trump signs executive order to slash regulations. Um, Monday, Trump signed another executive order to dramatically reduce Uh, the federal regulations by requiring agencies to cut two existing regulations for every new rule introduced Um, Trump said this would be the biggest such act that our country has ever seen there will be regulation there will be control but it will be normalized control Trump says as he signed the executive order uh, surrounded by a group of small business orders and uh, this lady of executive action will prepare a process for the White House to set annual cap on the cost of new regulations, something that has gone way out of control over the last few administrations, uh, absolutely out of control. If, if, you, if,
1: you want, if you want to, look, if you want to just get driven crazy, own a small business in this country, <laughs> and the regulations the are off the that, wazoo, I mean, just, man. It's
2: insane. Yeah. Um, so, that'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with this. The new order does not require the repeal of two regulations to be done simultaneously with the uh, release of additional rules, but uh, the Office of Management and Budget uh, will be reviewing this new measure and making sure that agencies uh, identify what two regulations will be repealed to offset the cost of any new rule. So we'll see. One in, two out. We'll see how much, uh, and this will be something that will happen over time because it's not He's not outright saying you have to. You know, each agency has to ban this much or that much money. He's doing it based on new regulations. So every new regulation comes in, two old ones have to be cut. And I guarantee you'll see agencies trying to skirt around uh, the regulations by forcing a lot into one new rule or trying to. I guarantee this will this will be one of the next problems. But, but they'll try to hide regulations. You know, one or two in the new ones. At the they're gonna, they're not going to want to cut anything back. We've seen the political machine and bureaucracy that's involved in in these federal agencies and how bloated it has become, how oppressive it's become. You know, the EPA is a great example. We've talked about this on our show. There's great documentaries out about how it's become so overbearing. Any stream in your yard, the EPA can come in uh, through the Clean Water Act and say, you know, this is our stream. You can't do A, B, C, or D, and we're going to fine you every day that you continue to use or operate things around this stream. I mean, it's just become ridiculous where people were getting $35,000 a day fines for building on their own property after the EPA come in and determine them to be wetlands or whatever. So hopefully, I'm not too hopeful (laughs) just because I know the agencies uh, and how they operate, but it'll be interesting to see what is rolled back as new regulations have
1: I got a breaking news it. note here. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I haven't been able to verify this. Uh, I'm not looking at any. i uh, just looking at some feed here. Looks like the acting attorney general is fired today, tonight. Good. The one that came out and said they're not going to follow or support. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What should have happened? Yeah, and now uh, again, if uh, that's coming out, of the first reporting out is MSNBC, and if that's the case, great. She needs to be fired, and she needs to be held up to ridicule uh, in my view Uh, anyway of course this will be labeled as
2: some kind of injustice uh you know and and the oppressive trump was going to be labeled (laughs) as the enemy but when you don't follow the orders especially if they're constitutional and lawful of the president and you are in the government in a position of authority you should be held accountable. Hey, Sally
1: Yates, now you can go back to uh, maybe being a... uh, We're we're working for the... uh, some liberal uh, group. Maybe throw your hat in the
2: ring for a DNC chair.
1: There you go. Well, yeah. Um, With the Super
2: Bowl coming up this next Sunday, I found this article pretty interesting. Um, On Mediate, there's an article, Tom Brady must denounce Donald Trump or be burned as a heretic. Now, this is not about Tom Brady. I mean, this article is... But this mindset uh, that is described in this article, in this atmosphere, political atmosphere we live in, is very real. I'm I'm not going to go through the whole article, but basically Tom Brady and, and Donald Trump have a friendship, and they've had a friendship for a number of years now. The article says that Tom Brady supports Donald Trump doesn't and hasn't commented about his politics, but due to their friendship, has supported Donald Trump. Now, for those of you who don't know, Tom Brady is the quarterback of the New England Patriots, They're going to be playing in the Super Bowl against uh, Atlanta. Now, there's some headlines that are pointed out in this article from Yahoo News, the USA Today, the Huffington Post. Um, Tom Brady has some explaining to do on Donald Trump. The headline from USA Today. Really? Uh, That's the headline. You got some explaining. Yes, Tom Brady's friendship with Donald Trump matters. The article goes on to say. I'm not sure whether these publications are aware, but little under half the country voted for Trump. I don't share Brady's affinity for Trump, but I don't consider it fundamentally odd or worthy of inquisition that someone who supports the president, especially not when, as Brady has often said, that the support stems from a personal friendship rather than a preference for his politics. And he goes on to say this. Um, he gives some examples about the... um so absent a public backlash, we're left with the implication that this isn't specific to Brady or New England. Anyone of note who's supportive of the President of the United States must recant and submit to a public flogging. Those who fail to comply must be named and shamed. And he goes on to say again, again, roughly half the country falls into that camp. Now they're being told in no uncertain term that there's no room for polite, in a polite society for people like them, even in a sport where viewership skews much more conservative than the general populace.
1: That's okay.
2: And the, art, the author goes on to talk about how, um, give the example of Taylor Swift, how she never supported Trump, but her silence in opposition to coming out in Donald Trump, they basically, the media and uh, her audience went after her, even though she had no feelings one way or another. So what they're saying here is that anybody in the public eye who supports Donald Trump needs to, needs to stop and, and or be named and shamed and i think that's just about as accurate as you're going to get from any news source um that's in the mainstream because it's very true we've seen this with hollywood why does hollywood and i i know why uh you know they play into this dark spiritual and and um brainwashing agenda that we see in our country and for some reason People follow celebrities, mimic their actions, mimic their words. And there's this unhealthy relationship between a lot of the public and celebrities, which I never understood. But we've seen, you know, there's a list of Hollywood actors and actresses.
1: Seriously, I wouldn't walk across the street. If I was... 99.9% of the celebrities I would not walk across the street to see. No, Shake their hand or get an autograph. I mean, when you're young...
2: When you're, when you're, when you're a kid and, and, I mean, that's different, but when you grow up, I just don't it's understand the, uh, A lot of people haven't grown up. I, I, it's something like that, or it's, uh, people are looking to get out of their own minds and their own lives by
1: projecting them, you know, uh, you know onto celebrities. I don't know what it is. It was like the SAG Awards last night. I, I don't, I could, first of all, I didn't watch it, but I don't care what you think. You're an overpaid, overpaid, yeah, I'd rather hear Poor from regular excuse of American person. people, than, right, than yeah. you know, the Hollywood. You don't even live you don't even live in the in the normal no, world. Okay. Right. Um that's uh related to Pizzagate if you saw the the pictures from that um uh, pedo gate that that uh, the dinner mocha um that's the wrong acronym. The the dinner where the they had the the heads coming out of the tables, I don't know whether you saw that, folks, and Mm-mm. the cake, it was shaped like a, um, a human, they were, oh yeah, it was, the, the, that, that was actually released, you have to dig to find it, but, <coughs> excuse me, we're going to be, uh, I'll, I'll be doing something a little bit a little bit on this, because you need to understand, th- these are your celebrities, Will Ferrell was there, and uh, all of these overpaid, poor excuses of, of celebrities, of people were there, so I don't care what you think. Okay, you can barely act. So if you can act, if you're talented, good. Keep your mouth shut about, uh, social matters. Period. Stop it. Just keep your mouth shut. It's my feeling, anyway. Uh, and by the way- What happened to well, all the celebrities I, who said they were gonna move if Trump won? How come I, I don't know, moved? but I'll tell you what, um, I, I seriously would, would borrow money to put, uh, uh who, who was that? That? Chelsea Handler? I borrowed money to put her on a plane.
2: Oh man, I uh
1: seriously man. Buy her she said second.
2: something about the first lady. About she wouldn't interview her because she doesn't speak English, or she speaks other languages. Some derogatory. She speaks comment. five languages. But there was a. I saw a real funny um rebut to that on uh on that webcam that that uh that weirdo in New York had going. That he will not divide us webcam. After he went to jail, it was taken over some. New Yorkers actually went there to speak their mind, and they threw her under the bus along with all the other actors and the the webcam guy himself. It was pretty funny, very very vulgar, but very funny at the same time. But uh,
1: be, before you, well, you're going to finish. No, well, I just want to make sure. Uh, watch New York State. Okay, Trump is going to make an announcement, and here's what I predict: Trump is going to make an announcement about uh, the Supreme Court nomination tomorrow night. I don't believe it's any of the front runners. Any of the people being, uh, shown as front runners by the, by the press. I think this is going to come out of left field for most people. But watch New York State Cuomo coming out, according this, is according to uh, New York Daily News, comes out in a pink scarf and says, you know what? We're going to propose a constitutional amendment to protect the law in New York, uh, so Roe v. Wade can't be overturned. Now to, to those, wait, 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 what was that? Uh, Cuomo uh the governor okay. Cuomo in new york you know wearing this pink scarf around his neck and, and listen to this logic he uh he made an announcement uh to, to a crowded planned parenthood rally at the state Capitol complex today he said as you know our rights are under attack in dc in washington and as they seek to limit women's rights we in new york seek to protect them as they pull on women's rights we're going to push back on women's rights that's his statement oh, so man i mean um, yeah. When you say that,
2: I, I keep thinking of what Nancy Pelosi said last week, how Democrats, um, uh, do God's work and, and Republicans dishonor their creator. Right. The same party right. that's all for killing babies and saving trees, uh, you know, and that it just,
1: it's ridiculous. And again, it goes back to that, uh, that, that marriage between feminism and not, Naz- or, uh, Islam. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. So you've got, this, so, so anyway, Cuomo wants to get ahead of any potential overturning of Roe v. Wade. Maybe somebody ought to send him a copy of the Constitution. But that said, uh, no laws can be made that are antithetical to the Constitution or God's law. So just, I'll leave it at that. Greg Jackson, of course, author of 40 Things Teach Your Children Before You Die. Uh, bottom line, you know, it, it's, it's all right there. But, but this, this, This is insane. You're going to see things hasten up from here. Go on. Let me give you a
2: definition, and you you identify the word if you can. Um, Purple. (laughs) Twelve.
0: Well, this is a medical condition.
2: All right. Um, You have someone who has an impaired relationship with reality. Uh, Behaviors include disorganized behavior, aggression, hostility, hyperactivity, nonsense word repetition, Self-harm, social isolation, lack of restraint, the, uh, but the definition of psychosis is characterized by an impaired relationship with reality. And yeah, I, I go through some of these symptoms. Uh, thought disorder, confusion, belief that an ordinary event has special or personal meaning, meaning, um, belief that thoughts aren't one's own, racing thoughts, Difficulty thinking and understanding, or believing in false, or a false belief in superiority. There's when
1: it's psychosis. This is what we're seeing from that's uh, that's ninety percent of the people in Washington D.C. and one hundred percent of the progressive liberal Marxist mindset.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, looking at different definitions of mental disorders, because I'm trying to define what we're seeing in the media in facts. And I referenced the story at the first time. Collusion is what we're seeing. De Blasio to CNN, it's okay to shield undocumented drunk drivers. Now, this article is from The Hill. Uh, New York City Mayor Bill De Blasio told CNN's Jake Tapper that it is okay to shield undocumented immigrants who drive drunk. Shield them from federal authorities if it does not lead to any other negative outcomes.
1: So, uh, how can that even possibly be be projected? Well, he he, uh,
2: was asked, Tapper goes on to ask him, um, he says, if you're a drunk driver and you're undocumented immigrant, why should there be any place for you in this country? And de Blasio responded, Jake, there are 170 offenses in that law that are listed as serious and violent crimes that lead to automatic cooperation between the city of New York and our federal partners. So any serious and violent crime, we're going to work with them. Tapper goes on to ask wow. another question, is grand larceny or drunk driving a very minor offense? Grand Larson, yeah, Yeah, it's minor. De Blasio said, drunk driving that does not lead to any other negative outcome, I could define as that. Tapper actually went on Twitter and said, De Blasio says it's okay to shield undocumented drunk drivers from feds, so long as it doesn't lead to any other negative outcome. Okay,
1: by definition, what's, okay, illegal alien. Exactly. Okay, these These people are protesting from from uh, No, no, nobody, no, no person is illegal. Yeah,
2: these people are protesting and the oh, media is yeah. protecting illegal acts. Of course. Now, I'm talking with Dave Hodges yesterday, I was very honest with him and told him that there's a lot of the stuff in our law that I don't agree with, that I don't.
0: Well, but of when course. you come to the,
2: fi- the principles that make our country free and safe, that, that help us to prosper, um, securing our borders is something every country does. That's what borders, language,
1: (laughs) culture defines a country.
2: This isn't some, you know, civil rights uh, violation. I mean, that's like me running around and just punching people in the face and when I get arrested, screaming at the cops for violating my civil rights. Uh, It doesn't compute when you're committing crimes. And, (laughs) again, the immigration executive orders isn't an outright ban, isn't a ban on all Muslims, it's an... And giving an extended period of time to, uh, halt, Schumer. to halt immigration oh. from seven countries for 90 days to expand the vetting process. It's that cut and dry. It's not a lifetime ban. <laughs> he, they're not gathering up people with green cards and deporting them. Well, the administration right. got 837 refugees from the Middle East this week. They, That's right. So I don't get it. I just, it's obviously something much greater at play. We've, tried to identify it,
1: It's some of it, but I think it's going to take the, a lot more investigation I'm, I'm to really... Gonna, I'm going to tell you, you, you have a complicit media. Now, now here's here is what I watched when, when I was looking at the networks yesterday. Every single network, and that, I'm going to throw Fox in there, too, until this morning. I, I don't know exactly. It was like uh, 5 o'clock this morning when Fox and Friends came on. There, there seemed to be a reset and there there was some level of some sanity there however small but it's they are complicit the media is complicit they're not there to give you the news they're there to be complicit in the takeover of this country by the very psychotic people that you referenced
2: yeah. by the globalists it's uh ridiculous to see these people making you know they're they're multi-millions of dollars a year labeled as journalists as their job description but do absolutely no journalistic work they read what they're told to read they cover what they're told to cover and for that paycheck they they won't you know when are people going to start coming out who are in the media and and just saying i can't do this anymore where's the the humanity where is
1: the Consciousness of these. See, people. I think I think they either sold their conscious, or, or they had none to begin with, or, or at some point they just they lost it. They was overtaken. I mean, even most people who are engaged in uh, immoral and, and
2: unethical activities at some point, does, you know, you're talking about the blackmail of, of politicians. Yep. We're I mean, how blackmail? How? And I wonder how bad some of the blackmail has to be, or how weak some of these people have to be. Wouldn't you rather? regardless of how you're perceived or if you're disgraced publicly wouldn't you rather be able to come out and tell the truth and say look this is what they're doing to me I would think so but, I, I mean yeah, I just don't yeah, get I, how, I, there's, I you know, how these people stay quiet are they afraid for their lives are they afraid for their fortune
1: I, I aren't think, they I afraid think for their families book, yeah.
2: I mean these people have to know if they get things the way that the people in power want them to they're not going to be around to spend that money they're not going to be around to protect their children they'll be one of the first ones to go because they're a liability they would be a liability to the structure of leadership being you know the paid tools that they were during the times they live in now
1: well and that's just it the we don't have i don't believe we have any real journalists in in this country anymore except in the independent media and the independent media is uh, is understaffed it's underpaid it's overwhelmed yeah. You know, it, it, it's a—it's just an unbelievable uh, hostile environment. You've got all of the tools that are available to the main, the uh, corporate media—that's unavailable to you or taken away from you. Then you've got people who are attempting to take you down every single day of the week. You wake up in the morning and there's there's something that that um, you know the, you're getting shot at or uh, metaphorically speaking. Or, or there are, I mean, the, the landscape, it's the most unfriendly landscape there is. And then you've got the people who are, who are attempting to trivialize what you're doing or misrepresent what you have done, much like Alex Jones. Um, you know, some of the lies that have been spread about him, for example, that have stuck with the mainstream media. Uh, some of the lies that have been said about many in the independent media. It's just incredible. So you have to wonder what the motivation is behind some of the, uh, some of the people that I've seen. And, and I mean, I know what the motivation is behind many of them, but, but this is why we have to stick together or else we will be silenced. And trust me when I tell you that we will be silenced if, if we don't stick together and push forward. And you know, that that would be a shame, not not just for us, but for, but for everybody, for the children out there, for for the people who seek the truth, for the fighters. I don't know. We can't have that.
2: G. C. Obama uh, came out and made a statement today. Yes, encouraging the protesters and
1: mentioned that first hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: but that's pretty interesting. So, and there's expected. also been um, the Attorney General uh, Sally Yates has. Been fired. There has also been um, somebody who was appointed in her place. I think Donna Bonette. Uh, all right, that is yeah. B O E N Dan- T E. Dana Bonette. Is she, is she, was she the assistant AG? i G? I'm looking the at that right now. Assistant acting A G. I, I got believe the name.
1: But all right. That's second. what. And you know, people it's watch. Watch. They're going to call Jane this Saturday, the equivalent to the Saturday Night Massacre. Back in the Watergate days, what you watched, right? Okay, think it's got no.
2: Dana Bonnet has already been sworn in as acting attorney general. The White House confirms at 9 p.m. Eastern, he is now authorized to sign foreign surveillance warrants. Yates Ye- was previously the only person who could do so. That's why there was a, a concern about uh, removing her because there was no sign foreign surveillance yeah. warrants. Yep. Uh, would not have been the automatic next in line to Yates, as some have pointed out. Um and there is uh there's an article in Drudge, I have not read that, but um there is obviously um people who are coming out in opposition and in support for the move. Um uh, and this is over the, the immigration order. Who's gonna enforce his immigration executive order? Uh the full text of the White House statement. The acting attorney general, Sally Yates, has betrayed the Department of Justice by refusing to enforce a legal order designed to protect the citizens of the United States. This order was approved as a form and legality by the Department of Justice Office of Legal Counsel.
1: Boente. Uh, Dana J. Boente.
2: Yates is an Obama administration appointee who is weak on borders and very weak on illegal immigration. It is time to get serious about protecting our country. Calling for tougher vetting for individuals traveling from seven dangerous places is not extreme. It is responsible and necessary to protect our country. The statement goes on from there. Um, So we will see both the political and media backlash on how uh, Trump is, is, you know, out of his mind, crazy, uh, a threat to the country. Uh, It's even, we talked about this last week. The New York, De Blasio and several others talked about how enforcing the immigration ban and deporting illegal immigrants who commit crimes poses a threat to the security of this of New York City. If that makes any sense
1: well, um, the, I mean, this threat, is the kind the of threat is the illegal aliens I'm sorry the illegals in this country who rape. The illegals who shoot. Well, Bazza is
2: saying that those illegal aliens, by deporting them, you, you're making their city less safe. Okay. Well, then, then,
1: uh, w- I mean, this really? is argument, this is the uh, argument. I, no, I, I get the argument. Makes I sense understand it. it. It's. I don't agree with it, but yeah, you're right. It, it's ridiculous at its face. So
2: do we give? Do we? We only have a couple minutes left. How do we react to this media? Do we ignore it, and let it die out if it ever will? We or do we ex- continue to- expose
1: it? Replace it. And we, the only way we can replace it is to be better than they are, more informative than they are, in my view anyway, to come, to deliver the best product available, the truth, and at the same time, expose the corruption in which they are embroiled. So it's not either or it's both. We have to be, we have to come at this in my view anyway, full steam ahead. Like a huge bulldozer. Meanwhile, exposing the corruption of the media, showing, exposing everything. I mean, WikiLeaks, for example. Don't forget about that. All of the, all of the emails that expose that, that incestuous relationship between the media and the previous regimes, including the, or, or the media and the politicians. So we, this is how we do it. And you know what? We depend on you. We depend on, uh, we, the entirety of the independent media depends on you. So please spread the word of this program. Spread the word of your favorite independent media program. Support them. Help them. Get the word out. But we need to stick together or we will hang separately. And, and give Trump a chance too. Ten, what, ten days into this, he's done more in the last nine, ten days than, uh, Obama did in I think nine years.
2: And it's not just Eight more. Years for the sake of doing more it's promises he made during the campaign which for some reason Show shock people Show are surprised shock. that he's following. i mean the, media, the the left is just in tears that he's, uh, I actually can't believe fu- he actually did that it's, they're even criticizing him for following through on his promises which is uh, amazing to me but what he i mean we we have to we have to keep him accountable we have to be on guard and make sure what he's doing is constitutional
1: of course and it has been so far but he's just been it. the the guy's just plowing ahead, and we need to we need to watch. What do you say? So much winning, you'll be you'll be sick of winning. It's <laughs> one yeah. of his campaign thing. I'm yeah, gonna change bigly, but, but no, you know what? What we need to do is we need to just keep keep hold him accountable. But we also need to understand it could have been a heck of a lot worse with the alternative. And um, yeah. So tomorrow, Steve Quayle and L.A. Marzulli, first yep. two hours of Standeo's Hour 3. It's going to be a, a huge, an, huge program. Yes, it will. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you
2: to Dabu 7 Until tomorrow, stay safe. God bless. Have a great evening.